0: What's up, guys? Coach Joe, back for episode 10 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I'm joined by my co-host, Dobby. What's up, Dobby? What's up? <laughs> and, spe- <laughs> uh, and our special guest today is none other than Buckley. What's up, Buckley?
1: Hello, hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so... Um, those of you guys who don't know, we actually had Buckley on a previous episode. That was uh, one of our lost episodes due to a technical malfunction. Um, so we had ha- decided to have oh, lost him on. Tape. Yeah, lost tape. It, it, it lost in the archives, um, never to be heard by by anybody. <laughs> um, but uh, so that was a review episode. Um, so this is a preview episode. So it's a little bit different format. So uh, we are gearing up and getting ready for the home opener. But first and foremost, Buckley, I'm going to hit you with three rapid fire questions. Okay. Let's do it. All right, so let us know, who is your favorite current NYCFC player?
1: Favorite current NYCFC player is, um, I think I'm going to change it up from what I said last time. I'm going to go with with, uh, with James Sands, because uh, he was not on the team uh, when we last spoke yet. So.
0: That is true, that's uh,
1: true the San- i'm gonna go with the You get you're getting by a
0: technicality than a roster mls roster technicality <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: um
0: all right so the Sandsman. so uh what, what about parlaying that like what about your favorite all-time nf nycfc player
1: favorite all-time i'm, I'm gonna have to say it's 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 tati um he, he was up there um obviously none of us really knew who he was when he joined the team and he, he just, you know, had that breakout year um, where he was just, just banging in those goals. And I just felt like he stepped up and, and became a real real leader, a real face of the team. Um, and he just brought that energy and that spark and, uh, you know, hope that we can have uh, a, a true number nine back on the team someday to kind of, you know, to, to replicate uh, the excitement that that was brought. So, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, who knows? They they just they just uploaded a, an interesting clip with the pizza box in front of a subway. So who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess if you're uh, if you're on NYCFC's payroll, there are I guess there's a large contingent of people that that believe that Talis Magno has the qualities to uh, to to kind of have lightning strike twice and have the same career trajectory that Tati kind of pursued happen to Talis Magno as well. Um, the jury is still very much out on that. And if you ask. Any of the uh, any of the fan base, I think that you'll um, get a, a pretty much a polar opposite answer at this point. Uh, so moving on, um, third question: favorite kit that NYCFC has worn.
1: Favorite kit is the twenty fifteen uh, the black black kit. Secondary. Um, I think I was I was saying yeah, the secondary. Yep. Um, I think I was saying on our, the first time we recorded. I love that kit so much that I bought, I think, like five or six of them. So I have them stored away. They're wrapped uh, in a sealed container somewhere. I have one that I wear. Uh, you know, that's that's the kind of guy I am. I usually buy one or two of, of the jerseys that I really like, I, you know, one to store and, and one to constantly wear. So hoping I can go on eBay one day, maybe maybe uh, ch- see how much money I can get for some of them, because I know that they're they're still in really high demand.
0: Yeah, so. it'll it, 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 in and all, in all honesty, it'll probably be me being the one buying them because whenever I see <laughs> one come up on sale, I, I have no, I have no self control and I and I pull the trigger and buy it. I have, I probably I have about four of them. I think. I'm also. Are, are you a guy like me? Uh, do you, uh, back from like 15 to 18? Did you uh, did you get every jersey in long sleeve and short sleeve as well? <laughs>
1: Not long sleeve, not, um, I, I have every single, every single kit that NYCFC has come out with, home, away, um, some of the parlays and the special ones as well, uh, never really dabbled too much with the, with the long, uh, the long sleeve kits though. Um, but everything I do have is authentic. I never buy the replicas cause I just feel like if you put, put them next to each other, it's just, it's night and day really, especially, um, you know, as we've progressed in, in the years, I feel like the jerseys have gotten a lot more better in, in terms of the quality with like the patches and... And uh, just just the overall look and feel. So always for always authentic. So I'm willing to willing to spend that extra extra bit of money to you know just have it look nice.
0: My first ever kit that I bought was a replica 2015 home. Um, and then mm. when I came when I came to my first game, which was I, I believe it was the second home game against uh, SKC, I uh, I decided to splurge and bought a long sleeve secondary black jersey. Um, and being, I guess, naive at the time, rather than just keeping it blank, like I do with all the rest of my jerseys I had with the, with, with the authentic lettering and numbering on the back, um, I have number 15 with the, with the name, the, the name plate being, uh, inaugural. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of, oh, nice. it's, it's a cool memory. I wish I would have kept it plain, but it's cool to have like the name, the number, the, the 15 with the, with, the, with the word, and, like the nameplate of inaugural, um, going across the back and that's on the long
1: sleeve. So, I didn't even know that they made the uh, the black one in a long sleeve. I missed that one. Yeah, they did. I I, 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 say, I mean, I, I, I I'm also a big fan. I, I do like the uh, the Bronx blue too. I mean, that's a, that's a close second for me. And obviously, the, the kit has a lot more historical meaning. Um, you know, it's the, the kit we won our won our first MLS Cup in, so it's always going to be uh, one that's that's close to my heart. But uh, yeah, I, I even think this this season's uh, this season's home shirts not. Uh, not too bad. It looks a lot better in person I think than it does on TV. I think they they should have paired it with navy shorts, but uh yeah, you know, the Adidas uh needed to step up to to get that that uh contract extension, I guess. I was really hoping that the league would maybe try to take a take a swing and uh, maybe like Nike or let each of the clubs kind of pick their own uh shirt suppliers, but uh you know, the Adidas just by looking league-wide, they they really kind of stepped up their kits this year.
0: Yeah, and I would say um, NYCFC probably has two of the more dynamic kits, like home and away. Like not one of them isn't really very plain. Like usually you look at everyone in the league, and one one of the kits is usually a safer kit, like a, a kind of stays with the theme of the, t- of the team color wise, and then the other one kind of they take a little bit of a risk on. And if you look at NYCFC with the Volt kit, which is kind of a pop at you like a blue blue orange kind of a gradient. And then you look at this kit with the intricacies of the uh, of the subway tiles. We have two pretty standout kits this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you see, I, going back to I think like what was it, twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? Pretty much every club's away shirt was, was just like look like a white plain t shirt. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a lot of outrage with, with a lot of people that like just like Adidas just gave you know they they gave up. They were like, all right, guys, I'm just gonna throw a white jersey and just throw your sponsor and, and your <laughs> you know your your badge on there and be done with it.
0: And charge you one hundred and seventy dollars for it. <laughs>
1: oh yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so
1: uh, let's um let's
0: dive um head first in the deep end uh and talk about the two thousand twenty three home opener this weekend Saturday. Are we doing a is it seven thirty kickoff at Yankee Stadium against seven um, thirty against Heck, against yeah. against Fort Lauderdale CF. Um. So, uh, I, I did a little legwork, a little, uh, little, leg work, little footwork, a little research, um, looking at all of our previous home openers. Um, so, um, back in the inaugural season 2015, we defeated the New England Revolution 2-0. Um, 2016, we drew 2-2 against Toronto. Uh, 2017, 4-0 win against DC United. Uh, 2018 2-1 win against LA Galaxy. So I mean, I mean, you look at our our first couple of years. Even though our teams weren't fantastic in like 15, we were still um, winning games. 2019 0-0 snooze fest draw against DCU. Um, 2020. Now, so t- here's the thing with 2020, right? So 2020 was obviously the COVID year, and the world shut down before we even got to play uh, a home regular season game because we uh, the world shut down when we were playing our Champions League game. Um, at Red Bull arena so what I did was is I went back and looked and I went I went back and looked at the first game that we played in Yankee Stadium in 2020 and it was it wasn't until October 7th that we played a game at Yankee Stadium um and it was against at least I think that's what it was because I thought do we, we play Red Bull in a, in a closed stadium at, at, at a at Yankee during 2020 yeah 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 See, sometimes Fb ref that doesn't that doesn't tell you the correct location of the games. So do we beat do we beat Red Bull at at Yankee in 2020 um at 5-2. Two. 5-2. Two. Okay. So there was that win as well, but we also smacked DC United on October 7th, 4 to 1 at Yankee Stadium. Um but also the I guess it was the 5-2 probably earlier earlier than that, like late September, um early October against uh, against Red Bull at, at Yankee, the 5-2.
2: Is it was in November? Is in November? It was their last home game.
0: Okay. Oh, well, so then so, so then DC was the first home game. That year, so D- DC United 4-1 in 2020 on October 7th as our first home game. 2021, we um, opened a home opener 5-0 shellacking of Cincy at home in 2021, and then in 2022, uh, 4-1 victory over Montreal. So that brings our 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 home open home opener record to six six wins, two draws, zero losses. We have yet to lose at home in a home opener. Um, knock on any type of wood that you have in arms distance. Uh, if you're superstitious. Um, also, if you're, if you're looking at goals and goals against in those in these home opening matches, 23 goals for five goals against. So that tells me that we we, we bring it during our first our, our first home match. Um, we might not be getting results away to start this season, but when we play that first game at Yankee, we, we are we are ready to go. Um, so, I mean, that, that gets me even more excited for this weekend because I, I just I, I want to see a, a I want to see a goal frenzy, especially for us. I don't, I don't I'd rather not see a high scoring game where we went four three against Inter Miami, but I want to see us put the ball in the back of the net and and gain some confidence going into the going into these next couple of games. Um, now th- so that that's our season opening history. Now 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 let's look at our history against uh, Fort Lauderdale CF. Um, we have played them seven times in our history, and we have six wins and one loss with our one loss coming down at DRV Pink Stadium. Uh, Davi, do you remember when it was when we lost to them? It was last, it was last season, right?
2: Yeah, it was last August.
0: Last August, we lost to them down at DRV. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, was that um, was that the little bitch Pozuelo that caused us to lose that game?
2: Yeah. the fucking got his first goal from <laughs> Amy against us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm so glad he's out of the league. <laughs> um yeah, so um in terms of re- um recent hit re- recent history at playing in a baseball stadium against uh against Inter Miami, we have um Tatis last game um at Yankee Stadium. We won 2-0. Uh, uh that was on July 23rd, 2022. Uh, we won 2-0. Maxey scored in the 12th and bear scored in the 75th to get that win so nice shutout um and then um at city field uh first round of the 2022 playoffs um october 17 2022 um we beat miami three to zero uh gp scores in 63rd maxi scores in the 69th and a bear provides the insurance uh poacher goal at 90 plus two so in in two games two recent games against fort lauderdale um in recent history, we have three goal, uh, five goals against, five goals for, zero goals against. So they haven't scored against us playing in our traditional home society stadium. Um, how are we? Uh, how are we feeling? Confidence-wise, going into this weekend, boys. Don't everybody jump at one. Uh
1: Yeah, uh, I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, honestly, you know, just going back to our history, the way the club is, as kind of kicked off at Yankee Stadium. I really feel like once we're uh you know, once we're there it's a fortress. And I feel like Saturday night, you know, 7:30 kick, the vibes are going to be flowing. Um hopefully it's a big uh big crowd that turns out and I just think uh um yeah, I'm feeling pretty I'm I'm feeling pretty confident. I don't want to get overconfident um and then just you know kind of uh, end up getting shut down if something does happen. where it does not go our way, but um I would say I feel uh, I say about 70 30 right now. Huh.
0: Davi?
2: Same, <clears throat> same, same feeling. Um, you know, we're undefeated in home openers, but uh, we haven't done that well to start the season off. But to, I mean, to be honest, we never do. Um, obviously, Miami's coming off a two game winning streak. You know, they're 2 0. We're winless right now, but. I mean, they, they struggle against us when they play us away, especially on a baseball diamond. I think um I think I think we should should definitely take care of business for sure in our first game and uh, can't wait for more fun level bitch uh, quotes before the game making excuses before he takes a loss. Yeah.
1: I think one of the other things we have to fact- factor into is uh, the weather. I know that there is like a sixty or seventy percent chance of rain. I'm not sure if it's supposed to go into into game time at all, but that could have a big impact on on our crowd showing up, and you know what uh, what it's kind of like there when when the fans decide to just stay in the, their apartments and watch the match on TV. Obviously, the diehards will be out there, but um, I think if we have better weather, the fans will come out. Just bring that little extra energy and push that the the players need to uh, to start putting those putting those balls in the back of the net.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, for a home opener, you want the weather to be pristine. You want you want the vibes to be to be good. You want you. I mean, obviously, everybody wants to go out and participate in the march, with the with the flares going off and us marching and singing and, and marching like we're going into war in Yankee Stadium. Um, and you just want like it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a, a better environment if the weather was cooperating. But obviously, we don't have control over that, and it's not looking like it's gonna be great. It might also affect the the play on the field with just a. Uh, the rain just has a way of just kind of dampening the the uh, the, the pitch and the, the way the ball moves um, on a temporary turf. Um, we're gonna it's gonna be a big test to see how well this, the uh, the stadium has kind of thawed from the winterization of the of the field. Um, but uh, I mean, I also think that the the attendance is gonna be light, because of the potential for bad weather. I think that the majority of the fair weather fans are going to be rather, they'd rather stay home and watch it in 4k or go to a watch party or something like that. Then uh, brave the conditions and throw out a poncho and a couple jackets and gloves and and put on some t- w- w- waterproof Tims to not get, uh, not get <laughs> wet and just kind of chill and, and, and sit underneath the, the protection of the awning so they don't get wet for the match. Um, that's, I, I, to...
1: I would assume by now that the, uh, the field is probably, you know, the sod is probably laid out by now. Yeah. yeah. It has to have a couple of days to, to sit and settle in there so yeah I they know, probably did that me and my wife earlier this
0: week I would me and my wife will be there we'll, we'll, i mean even if we have to move up move our seats up a couple rows to pre- be protected from from the rain um i wouldn't miss a, a home opener for for anything so um uh Buckley, i think you, are,
1: luck with with, uh, with home openers and weather i don't know i wish i can go back and just kind of like get the weather reports since 2015 i just feel like every home opener we've had it's always been cloudy cold and then like a light drizzle or it's just you know a full on on rain event um I was looking at the weather forecast you know from even a couple of days ago and it's like sunny 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 cloudy cloudy sunny cloudy and then it's like Saturday rain I'm like oh of course and then I think Sunday is supposed to be beautiful like 55 sunny yeah um, for, for March so it's well, just like just happens to be that day
0: well the great part about YouTube is I mean we, we can just after the podcast is over I can I can go back in YouTube and watch the highlights from all of our home openers and see how many times, see how many games it was raining. Um, yeah,
1: I think the inaugural was I think the inaugural home opener I remember started off cloudy, cold, and I think as we got through the game too, it started started raining. Um, so good. Uh, I guess we're just meant to just kick off all of our. Our home openers in, in the rain, that's kind of how we were brought well, to the was, east, so I guess.
2: It just... was similar to last year, too, where it was, like, sunny, 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 sunny. Like, the day before, it was, like, 51 degrees. And then the next day, it was like, oh, well, no, you're getting, like, snow showers and shit.
0: Well, la- yeah. <laughs> last year, last year's home opener, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was cold, I think, right? But it, I don't think it was precipitating, was it?
1: I don't wind think fall. there was any precipitation, but it was. It was definitely, I think the wind was whipping. It was cold, I remember. Yeah. I'd have a couple extra, uh, couple extra shots of whiskey at the at the bar before heading out. All I can remember Keep about last warm. year's
0: home opener was was Collins uh, Collins' banger that he scored off of like Talis Magno heading the ball down and then and then uh, and then Collins just ripping it into the net like pretty much kicking through the ball and trying to rip a hole in the net. I don't I, I don't remember if it was the first goal or if it was like the second. We scored four against Montreal. It was the first one. It was the first one. He just mm-hmm. freaking pounded it into the net from like the top of the six.
2: that was our first of the season last year.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So looking, um, looking at our current roster construction, I, I went back and, and just to see how many matches against um, Inter Miami um, our players have played. And obviously, with Chino having been around since the second season, um, he's played in six out of the seven matches against uh, against Inter Miami. Um, he has one assist in those six matches, but he's. He's picked up three yellow cards so he's, he's got it in the yellow card in half the matches he's played against inter Miami so that is something to watch out for um, I'm, we're, I mean we're all at, we'll talk about the the projection lineup later but he's we're, I mean at this point we're, we're predicting him to start um, at left center back unless there's some type of change uh, the next the next players who have played in the most matches against inter Miami are Santi and Keaton parks both at five. Um, Santi has two assists against Inter Miami, and Keaton has one assist against Inter Miami. Um, after them, we have Sands and, Ma- and Alfredo Morales playing four out of the seven. Uh, Talis also playing four out of the seven, and Talas has scored two goals against uh, Inter Miami. So he scored two goals in four games against them. Tiago Andrade also four goals against them, one goal or four games, one goal. Um, and then GP, GP's played in three games against Inter Miami and has a goal and an assist. So. Not only has has he looked our most dangerous player to start this season, but he should also be the player that we are looking at being most dangerous against his team because he's had success against them in the short amount of games that he's played against them. Um, And then flipping it around uh, to uh, Miami. uh, I mean, uh, I know a lot of NYC NYC fans are not fans of MLS or just fans of NYCFC, so they don't follow much of other teams. Um, but I am a fan of the of the club and the league, so I try to at least uh, maybe maybe take in a couple games on the, on the weekend uh, just to kind of do some preemptive scouting of, of teams. Um, so so far this season, um, the uh, the most dangerous players for for Miami, and and by dangerous I mean players who have uh, started contributing goals. Or um, I'm a, I use uh, I use Mob to go look at um, uh, ratings. Um, so I went back and looked at the ratings so far this season and it looks as if the two holding midfielders for Miami, uh, uh, Jean Mota and uh, Grigore have been putting in uh, good shifts so far um, for for Miami. Um, Grigori's been around for a little while. I think he's been around since the inception of of Inter-Miami. Um, and and just a, a statistic of note for him is that he also, in, in games against NYCFC, he has three yellow cards as well. Um so, I mean, he's someone that if he's in the middle of the pitch, if we can get him on a yellow early in the game, maybe that affects the the flow of the game with uh, with maybe him not getting stuck in as much, and us having a little more free flow with someone like Keaton carrying the ball, Santi carrying the ball if he starts. Um, and then they have a they have a new player. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. He's Ukraine. He's he's uh, the fir- I think he's one of the first uh, Ukrainian players in the MLS. He plays center back from uh, into Miami. his name is I think it's Serhii Krivs. Krivstov? Um he, go- <laughs> he, he scored a goal for, for Miami this season so far. I th- I'm not sure if it was in the first game or the second game. Um, and then they have a, a dangerous left back, Franco, Franco Negri. Um, looks to be someone who is highly rated, and he's probably getting forward and bombing forward from the left back position. Um, and then the last player I really have to say anything about is, uh, is their goalkeeper, Drake Callender. Um... So we've we've had really good success against their goalkeeper, um, and obviously we've had good success against them with six wins, one loss. But um, we have in in uh, I'm not sure how many games we played against him. Uh, I don't I didn't have oh, three matches. So in three matches against Drake Calendar, we've scored seven goals on him, and he's made twelve saves. Um, and that comes out to a sixty three percent save percentage, which is not very high. Um, and he has no clean sheets against us. So, I mean, I know the statistics aren't the uh, end all be all of what potentially could happen in the match, but um, him not having any clean sheets against us and us having a propensity of scoring on him, I think kind of like tends to lend towards that um, we might potentially have room for success um, against uh, against Miami and in particular their, their goalkeeper. Um, what do you guys, have you guys been keeping up with uh, with how Miami's been playing so far this season, and, and, and what do you guys think about the, the makeup of their team?
2: Well, they've scored two good goals against Philadelphia to to beat them in the last game. Uh, I'm not sure how, the, I'm pretty sure Philly put it put their starters out, so uh, I'm not sure if they rotated for the Champions League, but I know they definitely rotated yesterday, uh, last night, uh, the day we're recording, we're recording on a Wednesday, and they played on a Tuesday night, and they kind of rolled out a B team uh El salvador but um yeah it's uh yeah like philly uh i'm not sure if they put out an a team uh i know miami um that they, they they probably played well enough to to beat philadelphia I'm, i haven't been keeping up with uh with miami uh, i know that they they came out they beat montreal uh a week a weaker side um you know, for compared to compared to last year when they had uh, everybody and they finished second in the East, so so they beat the top two seeds in the Eastern Conference to start out the season, and now they're facing um, uh, the, the third seed uh, that finished third last year, uh, uh, which is us, and we, we beat them in their in their last competitive game before this season, three nil at City Field. So um, haven't really been keeping up with Miami, but uh, you know, two wins, two two 2-0 two, no wins back to back you know two clean sheets it's something you, you know you gotta can't take lightly you got to keep that in mind
0: yeah especially against uh, Philadelphia Union who everyone largely has um, firmly ranked in the uh, in the top three in the east if not number one in the east um, after not losing I don't think they lost any players from their from their MLS Cup appearance appearance MLS Cup appearance Philadelphia Um. Uh, from last, they've season. only lost.
2: I think Freeze. I think Freeze, and then they've just added more.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, but I, if I if I have to go on a limb, I'd say that the result against Philadelphia looks to be an like I would I would I would go venture out to say it's a bit of an an anomaly. I think they may have just caught Philly kind of maybe peeking ahead at uh at Concacaf, uh, and maybe uh maybe not taking uh maybe thinking that Inter Miami was at the level that they were at last season and kind of just overlooking them um because there's in in, in what world I don't I don't know uh, do I think that um that uh, Inter Miami should be beating Philadelphia 2-0 uh but I mean like you said Inter Miami two uh, two games they're they're sitting firmly in, uh, it's early days but they ha- they're they're at the top of the east right now number 1 seed in the east after two games um with four goals scored and zero goals conceded um so they're yeah,
1: it's a very early days for them you yeah, know yeah. also having also having you know playing two two games at home you know now they're now they're going to be tested here coming on the road coming up to uh you know a 40 degree new york where it's going to be potential with with some rain whipping around so we'll see how they how they really perform i mean they do seem to be kind of gelling and, and firing on all cylinders first and you know this is really even without any of the contributions from from Joseph Martinez. We've yet to see him score for 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 Inter Miami yeah. uh, yet. So, you know, looking at just some of their ratings, even from the game against Philly, I mean, their their back four did did fairly well. Calendar again was at seven point six. Um, yeah, they're uh, like I said. I don't think we should take them lightly, but I think this is all like you said, kind of kind of an anomaly. Um, I really don't see them keeping up this this hot pace, and hopefully, hopefully, New York City, you know, we can we can jump in there and uh, you know, put a stop to this for now.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely I definitely agree with that sentiment. Um, so, where let's go around and let's uh, let's um, let's project who we think the starting eleven is going to look like. Um, let's start with Buckley.
1: I, I you, we know how how Nick Cushing is. He doesn't really he doesn't really tinker too too much around with the with the squad. Um, I want to say he rolls out with the with the same sort of crew that that we saw uh, that we saw last week uh, against Chicago. Um, with uh, I don't know if, if Santi is going to be ready to start yet. Um, I know that we went with a with a four two three one. Um, if Santi starts, things may may change up a little bit with the lineup. But I, I really see him kind of. You know, we're, we're obviously going to have Talas, you know, starting up there in the in the nine spot. Probably having Pellegrini right behind him as always. Which that again that that experiment for me is is not working out. We have yet to see a uh, um, those two players connect. And was was kind of thinking this earlier. You know, getting Pellegrini from miami like this guy was on a dp contract and just from 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 what i've seen of him so far this season i'm trying just trying to think how he was a dp level contract in miami because he just really hasn't lived up to to the standards here and like again i know it's early days here but um i'm not sure if him and and Talos just aren't drawing yet or they're still trying to figure each other's out and how they move and you know where they should be you know Passing the ball to, uh, you know, thinking ahead of time where where Talos might make a run to, but um, I, I think Cushing is going to go out with the same. We may we may see the one thing I, I, I was trying to to think about. We may see the start of Matt in That I don't I don't know if we we stick with Barraza. again. He's his performances. He had a an average performance in in, in the first match and. Um, you know, the the last week against Chicago, he had, uh, you know, a subpar below, below average match. So, um, we may see Cushing try to just tinker with, uh, with, with swapping out Barraza for, for freeze and and we'll see. I don't know if this is the right game to do it. I I think if you want to get a good start at home and you want to get that win at Yankee Stadium, uh, you probably keep Barraza in the net, but, uh, you know. We'll see. I think. I think we go again with the uh, with the four two three one.
0: Davi, what are we thinking?
2: He's gonna play a back four. Uh, we should go to a back three. But I mean, even with James Sands, we could slot in as a center back. We don't really have a left footed center back, so he's probably gonna stick with the back four. Uh, not sure if Baraz or Freeze will start, but um, I mean, if, I mean, if there's a game that the uh, Pushing might tinker with that. It might be might be this game uh, with the goalkeeping spots. Possibly see Matt Freeze uh, make his debut for us uh, in goal. I think Santi will definitely start. Santi and uh, Sands the, the, they'll definitely get the start for, from from the get go in this game. Uh, I also think um, we'll, we'll, we'll probably see Pellini or Tiago play on the left. They'll probably start on the left gp on the right nobody's benching him and of course because we don't have a fucking nine yet uh <laughs> we're gonna play talus at the nine uh it's really really frustrating but i mean you, you gotta gotta work with what you got so that's uh and hey, maybe maybe that's, that's the
1: announcement that's the we're getting tomorrow maybe maybe that's the cryptic tweet that the club sent out maybe like maybe we have a nine wrapped up already and the club has just been keeping it super super close to their chest uh, imagine that like we we announce we announce a. Uh, a nine tomorrow and whoever that player is, you know, starts and starts on Saturday.
0: Well, but the, the problem, awesome. the problem is, is that that doesn't, that doesn't follow the club's uh, pretty much their, their, their MO for this off season. Um, they typically tend to make big, big, announcements at three o'clock on a Friday when no one's really paying attention.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is true.
0: <laughs> Friday, um, they're Friday. They're, they're, they're big on the, the Friday news dump. They love, they love Friday news dumps. Um, especially with uh, tweeting out numbers like seven six five four three two one and then, or ten nine eight seven going down, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, I don't know that that cryptic tweet. I was I was looking at it. I mean, it's a pizza box. That's usually how they deliver gifted jerseys to like the the cooligans or whoever. Um, I can definitely envision them doing some type of PR and like delivering a gifted jersey to like uh, Mayor Mayor Adams um, or. I don't. Know, some, someone prominent in New York, maybe. Moya. They, they already gave one to to, uh, to Ian, um, I think. So I mean, I, I, I can't think of who else they would they would gift it to. But that that box is what they've used to gift gift the new home jersey to people, and and that's no, um, kind of their shtick, I, mean, I don't think that'd it be a player sign, but it could, I mean, if it's a player sign, that's fucking fantastic. Um yeah. I mean, who knows?
1: the responses to the tweet too, a lot of. I know a lot of other folks just as well are are pretty confused and seem to be intrigued about it, but I guess I guess ultimately we'll we'll Random. find out tomorrow when we uh we happen to open up our phones and scroll on their Twitter to see if it's uh...
0: did it, did it say a time or it just said tomorrow it, it, it didn't it, it didn't it said it didn't. tomorrow
1: no it just says tomorrow
2: nothing specified
0: yeah just another reason for me to be glued to my phone right now right now I'm currently stalking uh stalking <laughs> fanatics waiting for them to drop more NYCFC gear for me to spend my fucking money on. They have. I mean, this is a, so like they're just so unorganized with releasing gear, like and, and it's not even like yeah. unanimously across all the teams. So like like it and the uh, fanatics hasn't released like the the practice jersey for this year. They haven't released the quarter zip, but they've done it for other teams. Like other teams have their practice jerseys released. Like I just I want I want. Yeah,
1: this. it's 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 odd. I've noticed that too. Even going going into the past, like. Some things will be on Fanatics. You can sometimes find some sneaky things on Adidas if you do a search and well, yeah, say, so, "Wow!" Like I haven't haven't seen this before. Or even go to Dick's. If you go to go to Dick's Sporting Goods and search on my CRC, you'll see things that you haven't seen at all this season. So and yeah. say, like, "Oh wow! I wish I knew that this existed." You know, for, prior, but yeah, but usually, I feel like the club's always kind of uh,
0: like with Adidas. People people were getting so mad at Fanatics, like over the past two seasons, with them fucking up the champions jerseys and just. Like fucking up everything. Like they're just so bad at their jobs. It's I don't I don't understand. But
1: I'm still pissed off about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, "Fuck it." Like we're we're officially like we're like we're 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 done with fanatics. We're gonna go hard on just on ordering from um, Adidas. But if you look at Adidas, Adidas has nothing but our jerseys listed on there. The only jerseys they have available to ship are the men's sizes. The women's and the ch- children's sizes say coming soon. I ordered my wife and my nephew jerseys from Fanatics the day they dropped. They're not projected to ship until fucking September.
1: Oh, fuck. You'll probably actually be able to find them at the stadium. Exactly, I'm sure. but I'm not... I'm sure because, that the stadium sure the store will have them. But I don't even want to go
0: through and cancel the order, because I mean, it's just a pain in my ass, like... But, like, what, like, Fanatics, if you're, Fanatics, if you're listening, what the fuck are you guys doing? Seriously. <laughs> um, fuck you guys.
1: <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of merch, did uh, I don't know if everyone saw the, uh, the video from... Uh... Uh, from the uh, the founding member uh, season packages, oh, yeah. did, you, did you see what was kind of included in those? Yeah, so
0: I saw N- N- NYCFC yeah. Forever podcast. They they tweeted it out. Um, I'm I'm not a season ticket holder or a founding member. Davi's not, but Christian is. Christian's a season ticket holder. Um, but th- 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 I mean that ba- th- like that's bad. Like that, like that's
1: yeah,
0: like that's bad. That's poverty bad.
2: Horrible.
1: Yeah, I'm a founding uh, member, I've... and they were like, "Come out to Dave and Buster's." It's like I'm not gonna like. I'm not going to trick my ass to Dave and Buster's on a on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. when I know I'll have like three or four chances throughout the season to pick this up. Yeah, and like it's a, draw, it's a drawstring duffel bag with some drawstring with some bag pins. That, that has
0: like NYCFC logo screen printed on it with founding member or season ticket holder screen printed on it with a bag of pins, um, a double sided scarf that has the same thing on both sides, um, your little your little card that says you're a season ticket holder, and then what else is in there?
1: A and some, for, some uh, Ford Explorer, Ford. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's like like nothing in there, like nothing, like and on top of that, like I mean, I'm not even a season ticket holder, but every year I go on eBay and I just buy anything that's cool that came out, like that, like the hat I'm wearing right now. I think this was a season ticket holder hat, the with the, yep. with the blue and the white stripes on the blue and the orange stripes on each on either side. Like I just bought it on fucking yeah. I bought it on eBay for like 15 bucks. Like um, from the remember
1: not, the. uh the one year of the beanie remember beanie gate when they had those the, the black beanie yeah. in uh, in the season ticket packages
0: yeah then, uh, those from were, from, uh, from the inaugural season i have the um the little uh the miniature banner that says the inaug- inaugural season on it the, you know the one i'm talking mm-hmm. about with the blue the blue with the with the white little things hanging on the bottom it's like a little banner yep yeah so i went i went online and bought that like yeah. it's, like nothing that's... maybe in- maybe, maybe, that maybe, maybe those season
2: ticket beanies help. are the ones they're giving away <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah the so the first, the first, first, the first thousand. thousand, the first couple thousand that come in the stadium on Saturday get a get a beanie, a hat. Right? Ten
2: thousand.
1: First ten, ten first thousand. ten thousand, yeah. What's yeah. It? Ten thousand. First ten thousand. At that point, it's gonna be everybody. There's only gonna be about ten thousand people there. <laughs> well, then we'll get doubles. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll go back in and say, hey, you got any more of them hats laying around? That's not
0: first ten thousand. That's anybody who comes to the game is getting one. <laughs> There's only gonna be ten thousand people there. It's raining. They should. They, they
1: should. It should give
2: towels for every home opener, like they did at City Field for the playoffs. It should give towels?
1: Towel.
2: Yeah. Hey,
1: remember that one year I was thinking too of the playoffs. Remember when we all got those little like light up, uh, light up little bracelets, and they kind of were in sync with like like when the Yankee Stadium did like the light show before the players came out. That was that was pretty cool. Hoping we can have once we have our own stadium. I hope we can have a lot more of. Uh, um, you know, fun little things and, uh, that come oh, of no, sure, off. for like sure, for sure. The coolest. Like, spot... We were talking. Sorry. With like uh, when Austin FC scores, like when they're, they're the lights in the stadium all go green, like something really cool like that. I think that can just help. There, really there was actually a
0: cool video. Fans.
2: There was a cool video of uh, Diego Fagundes uh, gender revealing um, his uh, his new uh, his new baby girl that way. They they changed the lights to pink, which is which is pretty cool.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So the coolest thing that I've gotten as a swag thing for for coming in the stadium I think it was when you came in the stadium was uh was I think it was back in the VA years when they handed out the captain's armbands. Mm. Did you guys grab those?
1: So I I think I have it somewhere, but
0: I like the captain's armband. Captain's armband? Yeah, it was like it, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a real one. It was like a it was a fake like it, it it didn't even say I think it it didn't even say captain on it. It was just a captain's armband that that had like um the it was like navy,
1: navy orange and uh, navy orange and white stripe around, and I think it just had like the NYCFC logo. Yeah. Um, but
0: I, I wore that like the entire season. That was a cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um I also have like three of those. Uh, this is from a season ticket holder box. But I have three of those Spider Man little figurines. Um.
1: Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, <laughs> those are cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like this year they kind of just gave up. They just threw a bunch of shit in a bag and they said, "All right, hey guys, go." Yeah. Uh, you know, Enough to keep you happy. Hey, we're giving you a stadium now, so don't don't worry about all the other shit that you guys used to get. Well, <laughs> so, well, even, what they're even, saying, even
0: last year, you you had to spend like, I think it was like a hundred and something or two hundred dollars in the fucking in the team store to, to get a little replica trophy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, I remember right. that. I mean, uh, that's that's like uh, that, one of the concerning things I've seen is like a lot of a lot of like the diehard, the regular you know regular guys that have been there, they're starting to get priced out. I can only imagine what the what the season ticket prices are going to be when once the stadium opens in 2027. Yeah, I mean They're I, still going to be around, you know. I'm sticking around for my brick still. I need, I I need that that founding member brick. I was promised the brick and then the club knows like, "Hey, we you know, hey, we got you guys now until 2027 at least." So, yeah,
0: I was listening to uh NYCFC Forever Pod this morning and uh Sanchez was talking about how like he feels like he's going to be get priced out of of season ticket season ticket ship like um because now They've create, I guess they've created a new like level of season ticket um, owner, like where it's like premium. Um, I guess where, like, <laughs> we're if, <the> if, <laughs> if, you, if you sit in like the nice seats where they like they where they where you get like endless food or drinks or whatever, um, and you get like mm. a poncho for the games and a blanket. Um, and, uh, Wait, so, they get pon- they get ponchos and blankets out. I think so. If if you're a premium season ticket holder, that, that you get all this all these amenities. Yeah, if, you're of,
2: if you're one of the rich bastards that come out to a game two two times out of the year,
0: yeah. So um, apparently apparently if you were a if you were a premium season ticket holder, you got a um a better uh, gift bag from going to from going to uh, Dave and Buster's or picking it up whenever you pick it up. But apparently theirs is they have additional mm. items. In their season ticket holder, because they are premium season ticket holders, which is that's like, fucked up. That's like, where that's, where, that's where,
1: where are the premium? Yeah, that's bougie, premium seats. Are those that's like, bougie uh... as
0: fuck. It's like I think it's like I don't think it's like the field level seats, but I think it's like down like in, in the hundreds, like close to the mm-hmm. like down there. You know what I'm talking about? Or it could be the ones that are yeah. le- legit, like where like where Head Ben Poppy used to sit, like next to like next to the fucking coach's box, like
1: tackling <laughs> the coach. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. I actually, I, w- I was totally way of that. They come around with, like, cucumber water, too, for for, yeah. for these fucks when they're sitting down there. <laughs> like, hors d'oeuvres, you know, caviar, sir.
0: <laughs> Bougie as fuck.
1: So, that's wild. But yeah, like I said, I think the club now is just at a place where they're like, hey, you know, you know, we got you to your stadium, we're just going to cheap out. Like, they couldn't even ship them out. Like, I think that that's... I mean, I actually, frankly, probably would have been a little pissed if I got a box that came to the door with just a bunch of, like, Chocolate. knickknacky shit in it anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss those days of being able to to open up the season ticket box. It was always just like, oh, when it came to the door, you're like, oh, season's right around the corner, getting hyped. Uh, hey, let's check out what's in the box. I mean, even though I'm sure most people probably already saw because someone posted online of what what came already. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss uh, gonna miss getting those for sure.
0: Yeah, we, we can uh, maybe we can rename uh, rename ourselves uh, Chachki FC. <laughs>
1: Knack,
0: yeah, Knack FC. <laughs> <RC. laughs> uh, all right, so move, moving on. Um, let's go over. Oh, actually, I didn't even. I didn't get my fucking project, projected lineup. Um, Dobby, did you finish your projected lineup? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my my projected lineup. Now I'm all about. You know, if if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm, I have some uh, some spicy takes that get people a little bit riled up. Um, but uh, get some going. Yeah, get some a little, going a little just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, so I have, I mean, I, th- I think Barraza is going to start in goal. Um, I don't think, I, I think that he is going to make a change soon, uh, just to give Freeze a fair run out because it's, it's not like Barraza is playing like at a fucking MLS all-star all-world fucking level right now. Um, he has allowed three goals in in, uh, in two games, whether they're his fault or not is up for debate. But at the end of the day, he's a goalkeeper and they are judged by how many times the ball goes in the net when they're blocking it. Um, so I think Barraza is going to get the starting net. I think Koufray is going to be on the left. Chenault at left center back, uh, Tiago Martins at right center back, and I think Elenik is going to get a second game at right back, um, whether Gray is healthy or not. That might be a hot take, but whether he is good to go or not, I think Elenick is playing it right back. Um, I think that we are going to see a partnership of Parks and Sands um, at the uh, in the six eight role. Um, I don't think that. Uh, from every, I mean, I, and I'm, this isn't I'm not I don't have any insider information, but I just I don't think that Alfredo's ready to go yet. Um, from whatever he strained uh, in in practice the week before the Chicago game, I don't think that he's 100. I feel like he's not um, 100. So, percent But it, he very well could be, and if he is, I think he's I think that they have to find a way to get him in the lineup. Maybe he comes on as a sub. But anyway, so Parks and Sands at the six eight. Um, I think that Santi after a week of practice and and getting uh, his legs underneath him from flying from Uruguay to New York from New York to Chicago. Um, I think that he gets his legs under him. He gets a week of practice under his belt. I think that he starts the home opener. Um, GP out on the right. And then on the left, I think that Matias Pellegrini is going to start on the left. I I agree with you guys that he hasn't shown a whole lot of promise playing in a central position. Um, And I also agree with you guys that he has made his fair share of boneheaded plays, a la uh, passing it back to James Sands, who's not ready for the ball and not in the position where he passed it to, and pretty much giving a nice little Y through ball to uh, Kasper Shiboko, uh, who eventually fluffed the shot and didn't score. Um, but he also did provide excellent service to Andres Jason at the back post, and if Jason would have just had any semblance of a left foot, would have put that ball in the back of the net. Um, so I think that maybe we see him on the left on the left wing. Um. Uh, because I mean, he, it, it, even when he was playing the ten, he, more often than not, he was finding ways to drift out wide. I think that's where he's most comfortable is is out wide. Um, which can be said for a lot of our attackers. All, all of our, really, all of our attackers like being out wide. No one wants to play in the middle, um, which is a problem. Uh, so I got Santi at the ten. I got GP at, on the right. I got Pellegrini to the left, and I think that unfortunately the Talos Magno experience slash experiment. Is going to continue, uh, just because if they backtrack on it now, that means they're admitting that they fucked up, and I don't think that NYCFC and <laughs> Nick Cushing uh, want to do that. I think that they're going to be belligerent um, and and bullheaded and 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 ride this until the fucking wheels fall off, um, or until we or until we're, until we're in a hole of like one win, four losses and a draw until they decide to make a change. Um, so, yeah. So, I think Talisman is at the 9. Um, the only alteration I can see being made... It's not even an alteration. It's just a positional... A, a formational change. Um, if we do decide to go with, uh, like with a 3-5-3... Three, three, um, three, sorry, a 3, three 4 three, Not a 3 3-4... Three, three, no, 1-2-3. Three. Yeah, three-four-three. 4 three. Um, I could see... Um, I can see Tiago Martins playing right center back uh Chino playing left center back, James Sands playing in the middle of the, of the back 3 with Koufre on the left, Elenik on the right, Parks and Santi playing as a 10 8 um and then having Pellegrini in the left, GP on the right and Talos up top. So it's kind of the same same uh same uh fuck <laughs> same people, the same people but just in a different in a different formation. And I think that that it doesn't have to be rigid, it can be based on when they're attacking and when they're defending. Um, I think that we can see Sands kind of drop deeper um, into that back, into make a back three. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's a strong lineup. I think it's a lineup that can take it to Miami, but that's a big if we can have some chemistry in the attack with Santi, Tallis, GP, and whoever the fuck is playing on the left. Um, Parks also needs to pick his head out of his ass and start playing the way that we know he knows how to play because the first two games have been not good, um, and J- yeah. and James Sands played uh, pretty much a, a standard James Sands game for s- seventy three minutes um, against Chicago. And if he can stay, if he can stay at that level and then improve on it, um, I think that he, um, him coming back, I think that he plays himself into a MLS uh, best eleven because he's just he's mm-hmm. really good. Um, he's good at I, I
1: totally agree. Totally agree with that. I mean, I, you could even see it from from last week. Once Sands came off, that's kind of. Kind of when when the wheels fell off for us, you know, he kind of kept everything together there in, in the midfield. Um, you know, two things: Sands, he is healthy, right? That was just cramp from last week. He he'll, he'll be good to go, I assume, right? Well, yeah, you got to you got
0: yeah. to figure. So this guy this guy flew from Scotland to New York, like on Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. Then he got announced. He had a couple of days of training, and then he hopped on a plane and flew from New York to Chicago a couple days later. Like fucking, have any of you guys sat in a in a fucking airplane chair for for a couple hours, like a couple of days in a row? It was, it was a pretty, he caught a pretty bad cramp, couldn't continue, and had to come out. Unfortunately, him coming out almost single handedly cost us um, all three points because I guarantee if he stays on the pitch, that uh, that that goal doesn't happen. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's just a, I think it was just a cramp.
1: I think he'll be good to go. Also, uh, do we see do we see Talis getting on the score sheet on Saturday?
0: What
1: you uh, I think so. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, I think so. And if he gets, if he, if, and if he scores, how long do we continue the the uh, the experiment here? you think Cushing okay. says, "Oh, well, maybe he can do this," and then we
2: we, get a we drag
1: this out even longer? I, that's that's my that's my fear, right? We see him put one or two in, and uh, you know, Nick's like, "Oh, well, you know, maybe this is starting to work out. Maybe we we don't. I, I mean, I think from what I what we've heard after the past two games, now like the club is really." Trying to look for a number nine because I think it was honestly silly in the first place for even even for us to give up Pabert right and now we see him score in in back to back games for Seattle regardless that even though that they were you know poachers goals and that that he almost missed one we should have never gotten rid of Pabert without having without having somebody uh, somebody there in the, the nine spot. I think well, that, that was Can we ridiculous. talk about
0: how both of the – I mean, you, you, you mentioned the A-Bear's goals were poacher goals. Can we talk about how the fact that both of those goals were on a silver flucking platter because of a, a, a major defensive gaffe that pretty much put the ball at the top of the six, st- standing still for him to just come and j- put his foot through it? And then the second one was um, – was, was uh, what's Little Roldan's name? cushion Alex? Christian Alex.
2: Alex yeah. Alex, uh,
0: Alex Rodon yeah. kicking the absolute piss out of the ball, and it happened. And it just happened to, to deflect off of bear's foot into the back of the net. He did nothing to yeah. score that both. goal. He was just standing there with his foot out, and, and Alex Rodon just kicks the ever-loving piss out of the ball, and it goes in the back of the net. So I mean, both of those both goals. Rodin. Both Rodons are mid. Yeah, uh, that's, that's for another. Both that, of them that, are mid. We'll have that conversation when, if and when we see the Sounders this year. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, bear scoring those two goals like. I mean, yeah, it look, like, okay, yeah, it looks like he... It looks good because it's like, okay, oh, bears on a two-game scoring streak since he let the NYCFC, but you go back and look at the quality of the goals. The first one, he... It was the defender trapped the ball, fell down. He runs into the ball. He runs through the ball, kicks it, dinks it off the post and goes in. He almost fucking missed it. And then the second one, um, he was just... He put his foot down, and the ball got kicked really hard to his leg and deflected into the net, like... Like neither of those goals is like gonna win MLS Goal of the Week, or like is a startling indictment of his <laughs> skill as a striker. Like it's just it's your typical A. Bear goal, right place, right time, hanging out inside the six yard box, and good things happening. Um, th- and that's not like so. I mean, like pe- people saying, "Oh, we shouldn't we shouldn't have let him go." I mean, he's like he wouldn't have like he he'd be sitting firmly at zero goals scored right now if he was on the YCFC just because like we we haven't gotten the ball in dangerous areas, let alone um, giving in quality service to yeah. a nine. Like delivery has
1: been. Delivery's been terrible. So
0: I'd, I'd be over here. I'd be over here with more gray hairs than I have now, watching A. Bear trot around at the nine, fucking doing jack shit, nothing, not winning any balls in the air off of off of uh, goal, goalkeeper distributions. And I'd be over here. I'd probably be be blocked by half of NYCFC on Twitter because I would just be relentlessly burning A. Bear for being the pretty much the worst striker in MLS. But yet he goes over to to Seattle, and they're giving him proper service, and he happens to get in the end of two of them, and they end of the back of the net, and they think that he's God's gift to soccer. Um, and then and then he has he has the audacity to make a comment about, oh, uh, playing in Seattle is the first time I felt like I was playing in Brazil again. Fuck off, just fuck off.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty shitty to hear him say that. But you know, I, I guess you gotta you know you gotta b- blow smoke up the uh, up the supporters' ass any chance you can get. So. Go go fuck off with, with your
0: with your surgically repaired knee. Go fuck off.
1: I was actually waiting for for Davi to jump in there and just say, "What a piece of shit <laughs> is! Fuck this guy." He's <laughs> kind of quiet there.
2: Only only to Sean Johnson,
1: <laughs> the snake. That's not for a couple
0: weeks. I'm, that, so, that, I'm so glad that episode's going to be amazing. By the way, the week before the week before Toronto's game, <laughs> episode's going to be amazing. I don't know. We might get blocked from from posting it on a, on, on Apple Podcast. Um. But uh, all right, so yes, yeah, so that was my starting 11. Um, let, let's quickly go through. Um, I have three bullet points here. I want to, um, I want to kind of go, uh, go over our keys to victory um, to getting three points. In this match. Also, I want it to be said that I think that three points are of the utmost importance at this juncture in the season, having gone on a two game road, uh, road, road game, um, two game road trip, and c- coming home from those two games with only one point. Um, I do think that getting all three against Miami in our first home game is important um, because the mark of a potential playoff team which I mean at this point now 62% of the fucking teams make the playoffs so teams that are not very good are, are going to be getting playoff bids um, but a mark of a good playoff team typically is teams that get the wins at home and find ways to get a couple results away. Um, you look at You look at Philadelphia, and you look at LAFC, and they win the majority of their games at home, and they find ways to get results away. And, I mean, if you look at those two teams, those are are the two teams that made it to MLS Cup final last year. Um, And you look at uh, 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 Philadelphia won the Supporters' Shield in 19? 20? What year did they win the Supporters' Shield? Was it it 20? 19? 20,
2: but... That should, that should be an asterisk because they took it away and they brought it back. So yeah.
0: all right, so they they won the sports shield in twenty. LAFC won it in twenty twenty-two. So I mean that's like that's kind of your that's your formula for, for for winning things is to is to win your games at home and find ways to get occasional results away. Um so we have like we need to start off on the on a good foot and we need to we need to win this fucking match. Um so my keys to victory, um number one is to we need to utilize the width of and overlapping fullbacks involved with quality tiki-taka and service. So that means we need a big game big games from Elenik and Kufre playing high up the pitch, connecting with the with the wingers, connecting with the nines, connecting with the tens, um tiki-taka little passes, play play somebody in, finish a ball, serve a ball into the into the area, get it finished. Um Talis Magno has a couple header goals in his career. He can he can finish a ball in the air. Um, so I definitely think that that's the, the, the first key, um, to victory. Um, my, uh, do do we want to go, do we want to go every other or do, or do you want me to list all three and then we can go round robin like that?
1: I, I honestly only have one. Huh? You only have score one? Or let's hear what it is. Score early. Score don't, early. don't let Miami get, in, don't let Miami get into the game. So you how- got to score, you got to score within the first, you have. First thirty minutes, we need a goal. First um, because as we kind of let the, as we kind of let the game, you know, tick on, tick on, we get to the, you know, first half, nil, nil, into the second half, you know, you know, fifty, sixtieth minute, we're just going to end up letting some, some, just typical, you know, like seventy fifth, eightieth minute goal come through, and it's going to be Joseph Martinez. Um, so we need to score early. We need to take Miami out of the game, um, and I think that that's that's the biggest key. Kay. That's the only one that I have.
0: Dob, you got any keys to the keys to victory, keys to the game for, for this weekend?
2: Uh I'd say enjoy. Enjoy playing in front of the home fans. Uh, you know, just uh don't 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 be like any don't do any rash mistakes, don't don't fall asleep on any any set pieces, also set pieces, uh defending defending them. Make sure someone's at the back post because you never know. Uh, somebody could be at the back post. I mean, the last two, for, for crying out loud, the last two weeks, we had we conceded a goal from a set piece where uh, there was a man unmarked at the back post and uh, they, they eventually just um, were, were able to do enough to provide service to one of their teammates and then they, they just get the ball in the net. Um, so I'd say defend set pieces and, and, and enjoy playing in front of the home fans.
0: Yeah, um Definitely, the, the two goals that we've conceded, uh, glaringly obvious that um, nobody was covering the furthest man away from the ball um, in in that set piece, and both times the ball ended up going to that person, and then they contributed to a goal being scored. Um, my hope would be, obviously I'm not at training, but my hope would be that Nick Cushing uh, would, was going to emphasize defending set pieces in practices, in training this week, Um but, uh, but yeah, I definitely think that the players, uh, especially the players who have been around for a little while, they understand the importance of, of a home opener and getting the fans back behind you. Because not that we're not behind them, but like after, after t- uh, two ga- match-, match number two, coming home with only one point from a two-game road trip, um, I think that if, if we lose this match, especially because we don't lose often at Yankee or City, if we lose this match, um, I think that uh, the overreactions are going to grow um and that uh there might start to be some rumblings especially if, if we get like say for example we get if we get shut out um again and, and now we've and then now that'll bring our tally to having scored one goal in three games um i think that like the whole Talos magno exp- experiment is going to get shut down um and then i think that uh i mean i think some if 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 this if this becomes a trend i think heads might start to roll a little bit um but moving on to my, my second uh, key to victory um, is, believe it or not, is Brazilians scoring. Brazilians scoring. <laughs> because 44 of the team's 45, last 45 MLS goals have been scored by South Americans, including all of the last 19 have been scored by South Americans. Um, so our Brazilians need to get rolling because they are the lifeblood of our attack and we rely Was on... the was the
2: one that was the one player uh that was in South America
0: was it Keaton Parks by any chance? Oh, that I do not know. I probably should have that statistic. Um in in with, with for with complete transparency, I found that st- statistic little note on uh on the MLS app. Um if you if you click on the uh if you click on the um the match, um, you can kind of scroll through. They have like five or six facts, and I grabbed that from there because I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but I don't know. Who Actually, is-
2: no. I think it's I think it's Chano.
0: Would that be the Chano banger?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: How long ago was that last season though? That they came. That was at Red Bull, right? It's in August.
2: It's in August, yeah.
0: So it's probably Chano having him being the last non-South American to score.
2: Yeah, I I, I think so.
0: Can't think of anybody else who would be. We don't have a lot of not. We don't have a lot of non-South American scoring goals. So it, it, it's it's got to be either it's either Keaton or or uh, or or Chinout. Those are the, pretty much the two I can think of out of the last forty-five. Now r- realize that that's MLS goals. So it doesn't include Concacaf or anything else or U.S. Open Cup or anything. Um, yeah. So we got to get the Brazilians going. They got to start scoring. Um, Tiago the, uh, Tiago Andrade, Talis Magno, GP, Santi. Um, Kufre, even. He, I mean, he's classified as. Oh, nope, he's not South American. He's Span- Spanish? What is he Spanish? No, he's Argentinian, right? Argentine. He's Argentine. Argentine. Yeah, some Pellegrini, uh, Kufre, <laughs> any of these South Americans? Uh, T- freaking Tiago Thi- Martins. He scored two goals in preseason. Um, he needs to, somebody needs to start scoring goals. Um, the Brazilian mafia needs to step the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, they need to show their worth. Um, and I mean especially with, like this is kind of a tangent but with with Santi being uh, announced as a DP he better start he like he better perform like a DP like right away like he like if we're paying you all this money and we locked into you for 5 f- 4 or 5 fucking seasons um and you got all and you and you have this big fat paycheck now you you better we need you to produce you need to produce because uh, the, the guy, guy whose jersey you replaced he fucking
1: produced I have a feeling we buy him down though with some like Tam or Gam next season. Yeah. I don't know if I see him staying as a DP. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. Obviously, that's that's a ways out. Yeah,
2: and then my... yeah, it, it definitely seems like we will buy him down at, next season.
0: My final, fuck, my final, there it is. My final key to victory. Actually, I... All right, what you got? Some.
1: I'll say actually I have a second key oh. to victory, I guess it just kind of came to me. Use Yankee Stadium to your advantage. We know we know that how well we perform at that stadium, just the dimensions, the smaller, the smaller field that we're used to, use that as an advantage. Especially again set pieces, you know, corners. Just yeah you know, use the field is what yeah. You know, yeah. My my sure. second key. And it sounds silly, it sounds very basic, but yeah, you know, I'm. I'm hoping that we can just kind of like that. Any of those players can shake off like the home opener jitters. We're getting into the in, into the momentum of things. You know, we we played two games, um, and I, you know, I think for me, any anything less than three points here is going to be be very very disappointing.
0: Yeah, and and for um for our new players, um, Elenik and Kufre and. Uh... Gabe Seagal, who's at this point is never going to fucking see Seagal, time. um, but for these players, they haven't they haven't experienced a a Yankee Stadium crowd yet. I mean, and that's I mean it's kind of shitty that the projections are that uh, there might not necessarily be a, a packed house, um, but this is going to be their first taste of, of what it's like to play in front of the NYCFC faithful. They've only had away games where they've seen maybe two hundred people travel to what to watch the game. Um, mm. This seems yes, yeah, so regardless.
1: Player. Saturday night in the Bronx it's going to be like I said the vibes are going to be flowing the alcohol is going to be flowing i think every i think the fans that are there are going to you know for sure bring the noise and hopefully that's that's enough to to boost the players over the yeah. line and just give them that extra extra spark that they need to
0: And you know the Tim Plato's you know, are going to be out there banging their drums chanting the whole game so oh, like, 100% like, So I mean Kufre has experience Kufre has experience in La Liga with uh, Mallorca and Malaga um in, in the Segunda um, so I mean I'm sure he's experienced pretty good uh, supporter culture over over in Spain, but this is going to be his first taste of what of what New York City Football Club supporter culture is like with the, with the with the fans and the support and the chanting and the singing. Uh, so my third and final key to victory is to contain Joseph Martinez. This, so mm-hmm. far, so far this season for um, for his new club of uh, f- uh, Fort Lauderdale CF. He um, he only has two shots and zero of them are on target. So through two games, Fort Lauderdale has won two games by a 2-0 scoreline. And Joseph Martinez has had nothing to do with either of those results. So we need that trend to continue against us because um, I went and looked back at his uh, performances against New York City while being a member of the five stripes and in nine matches against NYCFC he has scored six goals with two of them coming from the penalty stripe so he is a I wouldn't say he's uh, at the same level as like a NYCFC killer similar to that of Pozuelo or Zell Rayan um, or Bradley Wright Phillips but he does score quite often against us um granted, I'm sure a lot of those goals came when uh, his buddy Miguel Almorón was passing him the ball uh, but nonetheless, six goals in nine games is is impressive so we we definitely have to control him, contain him, keep him off the score sheet uh how, what do you how do you guys feel about uh playing against joseph Martinez this weekend
1: um yeah, I I'm looking at this from more of like a typical sort of NYCFC thing. Like he's gonna score on us. Um I'm, I'm hoping, hoping that I'm wrong. But I think, like you said, if if we contain him, if 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 we don't. Let our guard down, you know, because it's easy for you know the players to look look back in the tape and say, oh, he hasn't really been performing well. You know, we don't really need to worry about too much. And then that that one that one second where you take your eye off, or you're just you know you know not you don't have your head in the game. That's when he'll put one in on you. He's just, he's he's still very very capable of doing it. Um, I just hope that we don't give him that opportunity. Um, so it is definitely going to be tough, but you know we'll see.
0: Davi, are, so, are you ready to tell us how you really feel about Joseph it, Martinez?
2: It would just be so typical for him to score against us when it... <laughs> it would just be so typical. But, um, you know, he hasn't had a good start in Miami so far. Uh, it's only been two games, but uh, still still a good um, goal scorer in the league. Uh, broke the record for regular season goal scorer at one point, and then I think Carlos Vela just had an insane year Uh, broke his record the following year. Um, Yeah, it would just just be typical for us to to, to just to let him score his first goal for Miami uh, Yankee Stadium, but uh, hopefully he doesn't uh, cause too much trouble for the back line.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Joseph, uh, he has a a way of finding the back of the net. Um, Obviously, this being his first season away from the first club that he played for at MLS with Atlanta United, um, it would be kind of poetic in, a, in the wrong way for him to kind of get his, get his footing uh, with Inter Miami
1: by putting the ball in the back of the head against NYCFC.
0: Hopefully, we can contain him. Chino,
1: Chino needs to button up. I think, yeah, we were talking about this before before we started recording, but um, Joe, you were saying about Chanot's got, what is it, three? What was it, The yellow, his yellow card tally? Three yellow cards. Three yellow against cards. Against Miami in six matches. Okay. Yeah, he he's going to have to keep it buttoned up because again, he hasn't really been been looking too good the, the first two games from what I've seen so far from him. So I think he's one that you know, we really need to really need him to step up big time.
0: Well, so here's the thing: so uh, the two goals, two of the goals that we've conceded this year uh, were by losing important players on set pieces. Uh, first game, we lose Fafa Picot um, back post. He heads the ball down and gets scored by Walker Zimmerman from the top of the six. Second game, we lose Kai Kamara, who's a player you should not be losing on the set piece because of his aerial abilities um, and also just because of his goal-scoring prowess in MLS. Uh, we lose him on the set piece. He knocks it down. Chino gets a, a bad foot on it, and it gets drilled in by, uh, by Fabian Herbers. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that unless Nick Cushing has done something drastic in training this week, that this coming game we cannot fucking lose. Joseph Martinez on the set piece—he needs to be marked up at all times. You need to fucking follow him. You need to have him marked up. The minute that the foul gets called, you have to find him and get in his back pocket. Do not let him beat us. do not, do not let him beat us.
1: You got to win those aerial battles. I mean, we gotta—we need guys like you know six foot three Keaton Parks to start start getting his head on some of those. You know, it's uh, now also yeah, the. Yeah, I,
0: a big talking point of the last game against Chicago was that the referee that was ref- uh, was chosen as the head ref. Um, it was he was only refing like his sixth game in, in MLS. Um, the referees assignments came out for this game. Um, I think we have a more senior referee. I think, uh, but he has never he has never refereed a Miami it, versus it, uh, the
2: dental the. Did Densa post it? He did. Jonathan Densa? Yeah,
0: Jonathan Densa did did post it. I, I commented on it. But if you search up his, his Twitter, um it'll come up. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I don't I don't I, never mind, I don't think the copyright that. That didn't happen. <laughs>
2: Uh, Lucas uh, Zapala is the referee.
0: Okay. That, that name that name looks and sounds super Polish, right? Am I right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like Lucas with the with the S and a Z it at looks the like, end of it. And that, then it's, is, it's, is
0: that how Podolski right is that how Podolski right, uh, spells his first name? No clue. It's not. Or right, it is. Uh, so this is this is Zappala's first match refereeing NYCFC and second for Miami. He refereed a game against uh, for Miami against Chicago. A 0-0 game on February 27th, 22, with four yellow cards. So um, he's never refereed. This will be his first time ever refereeing NYCFC. I don't know why twenty twenty-three is the year that the MLS decides to stick uh, stick M- uh, NYCFC with referees that have no experience refereeing NYCFC games. Um, I, I guess maybe it's a, a, a changing of the uh, of the guard in terms of uh, the re- the referees that Pro is choosing. Because we're used to seeing, no more Gantar, which is good. We're, we're used to seeing names like Geiger and uh, uh, Ted Uncle, Ted Uncle, and uh, what, what, what
2: Alan. I think Alan Kelly,
0: Alan Kelly, Alan Something Chapman, like um, uh, Ismail El Like those are the names that we're used to seeing.
2: Armando Villarreal, yeah,
0: Armando Villarreal. Yeah, so we're used to seeing these names, and now we're getting guys that we have no idea who the fuck they are. Um, and uh i get that, that could be a bunch of young thing. refs that could be a good thing or a bad thing i mean good thing cuz if yeah. uh, inexperienced they might uh they might be calling some questionable fouls pk's handballs um or like you saw uh, in the match against the fire um kind of letting a lot of stuff go playing advantage often uh i mean I, I thought it was a pretty i thought it was a pretty well refereed game against chicago for being his his uh, only his sixth or so um, MLS game with most of his games course. with most of his MLS games being in Canada, um, but I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, so then briefly, just real quick, uh, also grabbed off the MLS app um, some just uh, uh, statistics for how NYCFC and Miami have played so far this season. So NYCFC right now is averaging nine point five shots, not on goal, just shots in general, to Miami's fourteen. So Miami is shooting the ball more than we are currently, but that's not a startling statistic because if you, if you've actually sat down and watched NYCFC through the first uh, two games, um, our offense has been borderline anemic. Um, so uh, n- another telling statistic is that uh, shots against um, NYCFC um, has uh, yielded five point five shots uh, per game, and Miami has yielded ten point five. So uh, there, that that right there shows you that. That their defense is uh, prone to to allowing uh, shots, so the shot creation should be good to go for this weekend. Uh, another telling one that popped out to me is that Miami's passing percentage is only it was only seventy seven percent through two games, um, and NYCFC's was eighty two. Um, so definitely, uh, NYCFC has been connecting on their passes better. So. That tells me that that Miami has been a little bit sloppy uh, with their passing. Maybe a high intercepting percentage or just passes just not going where they're supposed to go. Um, and then the last one is uh, uh, possession percentage. So NYCFC has possessed the ball 55% to Miami possessing the ball 46%. So, I mean, anybody who knows anything about NYCFC knows that we that we like to hold on to the ball. Uh, we like to play the, sometimes the, the slow game where we just kind of build up. And it, the concept of if, if they don't have the ball, they can't score. Um, and then connecting 13, 14, 15 passes before before a shot on goal, um, which is sometimes, at least to me, is infuriating because I'm, I'm the type of person who I want, I want to see quick counterattacking football. I want to see us get the ball, get it to get it to our dangerous players' feet immediately, and then find a way to attack while while they have numbers down. I do not want it to always be where we're slowing down. And then Maxie, I love you, Maxie. I love you to death. You're a great uh, servant of this club, but Maxi was one of the biggest instigators of uh, receiving the ball, turning back towards our goal, playing playing a negative pass, or just allowing their team to get into shape defensively to be able to better defend our attacks. Um, I want to see us go, 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 go a little more, especially with the pace of, of players that we have. We have Teogondraje, who's like an Olympic sprinter playing soccer. Um, not much of a soccer player, but very fast. Um, <laughs> And we have Talis Magna, who's deceptively quick. He's not. I don't think he, he doesn't have like that long, that 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 top end speed. But he's long and he can cover ground pretty quickly. Um, Pellegrini is slower than dirt, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. And then uh, and then GP. GP's uh not so much fast but quick. Um, he can he can he has that acceleration uh, uh, that acceleration that can that can burst away from a player. Um, so yeah. So those are the, just the basic stats um, for each team heading into the season. I think that. Uh, heading into this, so far the two games they, that we've played, I, I think that those stats kind of show that we're going to have opportunities. They, they, uh, Miami's defense, although they've kept two clean sheets, they they um, they give up shots. Um, so and then we I mean we we haven't been shooting as much, but they give up shots. So um, and they also have shots in bunches. So we need to be uh, whoever starts in goal, Brazza or or uh, or Mister Freeze. Uh, they need to be at the top of their game because uh, they're going to be facing some shots.
1: Um, so Google statistics right now have, uh, have a 54% chance uh, of a win probability, 25% chance of a draw and 21% chance that Miami wins. Is that, is that on like
0: a a betting app or is that on, what is that on?
1: This is uh, right on Google. I'm not sure where they pull, pull those stats from, but if you actually Google MICFC and you click into the individual map, uh, the match where you can see stuff like lineups—it's under the stats tab. So right now we're at a fifty-four percent chance of coming away, coming away with the three points on Saturday. Also, another stat: this is going to be the first time we're going to be able to see uh, Yankee Stadium in in glorious 1080p, thanks to Apple.
0: Oh, so here's so I'm I'm. Here's a quick question. Do we do do we think that that 2022 ML, or 2021 MLS Cup Champions uh band uh, not banner but like the uh like on the outfield wall, do we think that that's still going to be there? No. Yeah. I think so. You think so Davi thinks it's going to be there uh, but but uh, Buckley does not think it's going to be there anymore.
1: Uh I don't think it's going to be there. No, I feel like that's going to be looking too much of like a all right. You know, we we won it it was it was 2 years ago. Um, that's the sort of thing where, you know, we need to, we need to get a bigger, bigger banner for, but I kind of, (laughs) I kind of liked it because
0: it it replaced the postage stamp banner that we, that we had, um, zip tied to the railing up in the third, third deck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know Atlanta Atlanta
2: had a banner for when they won it. And then, uh, all of a sudden they they just took it away. It's gone. Like you go to Mercedes Benz during an Atlanta game and you can't see it anymore. Like they took it away.
1: All right, so this they thing. had a pretty cring, cringy reveal too, and everyone wanted to everyone wanted to shit on our banner. I feel like you know, you, you go around the league and look in some of these stadiums. I like, saw I don't know how, <laughs> how big they expected these you know these things to be. I saw an and RSL like,
2: fan, and an RSL fan said, "Yes, I used to think about it until they put six on us."
1: <laughs> yeah, they were talking big shit that game. I remember that they were like, "Oh, your banner you can't even see it." Yeah, they would come in. You they would have you would see the rival fans like taking videos or pictures. I was like, oh, I found it. And it's like, yeah, well, we just we just put six on you, so shut the fuck up. And <laughs> go back to your, your six wives.
0: <laughs> Fucking Utah.
2: <laughs> well, well, ph- <laughs> Philly and Jersey can't even can't even brag about having a banner. They Can't relate.
1: They, they can't they, relate. They never,
2: they never won one. Um, I mean, un- unless you count those what if cups, then the Union has two. So congratulations.
1: Say Wara Cup. Wara Cup for Red Bull and Philly.
2: Wara Cup. <laughs>
1: Or a cup. So uh,
0: I pulled up a uh, so uh, beyond the smokestacks, unofficial sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I pulled up <laughs> the uh, I pulled up <laughs> the, these the, the lines. Uh, NYCFC money line regular time is uh, minus one thirty five. Uh, the draw is plus two seventy, and Inter Miami to win is plus three thirty. Um, I don't know enough about betting mm-hmm. to know what the fuck that means, but I think that
1: means that they think the NYCFC is going to win. It means we're the favorites. is yes. <laughs> yeah, the favorites. Uh, um, I w- I'm surprised they don't have a stat in there of the over-unders of how many times the announcers are going to say something about the pitch because now, like I said, we're going to be able to see it in that beautiful 1080p detail and quality thanks to uh, thanks to Apple. I'm just wondering. I'm going to have to go back and look at the replay because I'm so, sure that there's going to be at least one comment about the field. Like, oh, look at the, you know.
0: So, the, the, lo- so. The, lower the, uh, the lower the odds, the more likely it is to happen, right? What, what do you mean? Because I'm looking at the what, the what they're predicting the correct score to be, and it, the low, uh, like it, go, it goes from like plus five fifty up to plus twenty eight hundred. Um, so the low. Oh yeah. So
1: yeah, the lower. Right. Yeah, yeah, so they,
2: yeah. The lower is the most likely. The
1: lower the odds, the more, the more, you know, it's probably yeah, so, you know going to so be going to happen. They think it's
0: going to be one zero NYCFC. Is that plus is the lowest at plus five fifty? Zero I zero.
1: A is a win. Is a win so. 12,
0: I'll take it. Plus twelve hundred. A win is a win.
1: Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take a one. I'll, I'll take a one, no. Why the hell not? Hey, also, do I'll we know dis- who I'll is going to be in disappointed be, as uh, hell, but I'll take Do it we one, know no. do, did they announce the um the announcer pairings? Like does that come out before each like does MLS PR Twitter do they put put out the announcer pairings for for the matches or do we just find out whenever those come on? Like uh, uh I, I, well, I, I we'll probably I got have got it right here. Steve Cangelosi call on or
2: no or no, no, sure. no no
0: no. <laughs> no, don't,
2: <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I got it right I got it right here. It's uh, Cal Williams and Kalen Carr. They'll be on the call for our game.
0: Kalen Carr is not bad. Yeah, where did you find it? I him? like
2: Kalen Carr. Uh, Jonathan Densel posted it yesterday. Oh, he did. Steve, okay. Ca- Steve Cangelosi will be in charge of the Toronto game.
0: If you don't, if you don't follow right. Jonathan Densel, he's a great follow. He has a lot of a lot of good information that he tweets out. He's that guy. Um, all right, so uh,
2: Vancouver just scored.
0: It, what? There's a game tonight?
2: Vancouver just scored in the CCL, yeah.
0: They scored? Yeah. The only reason they're even fucking in is because they won some fucking uh, mythical Canadian fucking Cup. Canadian Cup. Who the fuck cares about the Canadian yeah. Cup?
2: Yeah. That's that's the only way Canadian teams can well, qualify. They,
0: they, they, should be, they should be disqualified. Here's why they should be disqualified. Here, here pull, come in. Come in. Come in closer. Come, come in closer. Come, here, welcome to my TED Talk. If you're not good enough to make the MLS Cup... Um, MLS cup playoffs you sh- you are not worthy to go to the CONCACAF Champions League i don't give a flying fuck if you won the Canadian bullshit cup league whatever if you're not good enough to well, it the playoffs you're not good enough to go to CONCACAF so that it, sh- it, it would have
2: been them or it would have been them or Toronto cuz they were the finalists last year I,
0: yeah and did either of so them make they, and, and not, neither of them made the playoffs so they should have been given a cup and then told eh, you know what you're not good enough to represent our our, our country our league our our region in a in a tournament you're just not good you're not good enough
1: the canadian cup that, that, that's the best uh you know that goes to the best team the team with the best regular season uh season or the most regular season wins out of the out of the the canadian teams yeah
0: no i thought it was an actual no, tournament no, no 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 it's a tournament
1: it's, no that's,
0: it's
2: that's an, that's an like actual the, tournament it's like the us it's like the us open but only for canada
0: yeah, because they're playing against this team called like Forge United or some like shit like that. That's not even. That's like oh, the they Can, play
1: against the Canadian Premier. Yeah. League. The Canadian Premier League. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Vancouver, yeah, they out. must
1: have revamped that because I think like, a couple of years ago it was whoever like won the most out of you know uh, those teams against so each you're, other. You're telling me that that, that, up that
0: Vancouver cup. deserved to go to fucking um, the, the Concacaf Champions League over the Eastern Conference runner-up. I, like no, they're just no. They're not like they're, they suck. They're not good. <laughs> Why? They're, I mean, granted they're winning, but who, they're, I'm sure they're playing against some fucking Dominican Republic team or some shit, right? Some team that doesn't fucking matter. Who are they playing?
2: Some some team in uh, yellow and black. I don't I don't even know where they're from. And the, and, the, and the stadium's like empty as well.
1: Real they're playing Real España. Um, they are in the league now. Honduras of I believe so.
2: Yeah, and the stadium's empty anyway.
1: Yeah, so they're playing against
0: a bunch of fucking nobodies from Cal Patty, South America. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Um, all right, so last thing I want to do with you guys. So this is like a little bit of a, I guess you would classify this as trivia. Um. So with the overturn rate of this team, um, I decided to do a little, a little bit of, a little bit of research, and I want, I want to see if you guys can name me. Let's see if you guys can get name as many as, as as you can in order of players, current players who have played the most matches for NYCFC. Like, granted, like you need to need to need to realize that Sean John's gone, uh, Collins is gone, maxie has gone, Tinnerholm's gone. Like all these players who played a lot of games for NYCFC are gone. So, like, our, the players that are left are like not like. We have I'll give you a hint, we have two guys over a hundred appearances. That's it. On our entire roster, we have two guys No, an easy answer. Well it's gonna be Chano and then and Parks. Okay, yeah for sure. Chineau and so, Parks, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you guys can you guys guess how many how many matches Maxime Chineau has appeared for NYCFC in all competitions?
1: Mm. Is it is it over it, under two It That'd be over two hundred, I would say. It's under two hundred. Under two hundred. One eighty. Close, one hundred seventy eight. Oh,
0: all right. And who can? And, and since you got that guess, uh, Buckley, can you guess how many uh, all appearance games uh, Keaton Parks has appeared?
1: Well, I know he just hit the century. So that well, was, was it last that, week. That, was he a that, one hundred on, one? No, on, no,
0: 101? No, 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 no. That was century for MLS.
1: Oh, century for MLS. Oh. He's stop me all comps. Oh, okay. Um, Keaton parks has gotta be I want to say like one 135 119 119 so we have 170 I would, I, I would have,
2: have I would have got one I would have got 110 there
0: we have snow at 178 Keaton parks at 119. can you guys take a stab at who is number three
1: Justin hack I would think That is incorrect.
2: Alfredo
0: Morales. That is also incorrect. Number three, James Sands. Oh, I forgot about him. I forgot about him.
1: Good question, though.
0: James Sands has appeared in 77 matches for NYCFC. He is number three on the on the current. Active all time list appearances for NYCFC. Can you guys guess who is number four?
2: Alfredo, isn't it?
1: Eh. Doo-doo. I'm gonna say Tavon Gray.
0: That is also incorrect. Coming in at number four with seventy one appearances for NYCFC. Malty Amundsen.
2: What the hell?
0: Hmm. Forgot he was on the team. <laughs> <laughs> and one appearance less than Malty at number five is who? 70 appearances for club. All Alfredo.
2: I'm, I'm going to keep going, Alfredo.
0: That is incorrect. Man.
2: <laughs> uh... Diego Andrade.
0: That is also incorrect. Andres Jesson. That is also wildly I'm just, I'm just, That is wildly incorrect.
1: <laughs> it is I'm just swinging for the fences at this point. I give up. It is none other than
0: Santiago <laughs> Rodriguez. Seventy appearances for the club, Santi. I will I will save our listeners and you guys from naming the rest. I will just tell you. Number six is Tiago Andraj with sixty nine appearances. Number seven is Talis Magno with sixty-five appearances, and number eight is Alfredo Morales with sixty-three appearances.
2: Sixty-three. Oh my God, man! And I kept guessing this guy.
1: It just seems like a lot longer with some of these. Well, you have to realize Al- Alfre- Alfredo was
0: hurt from like fucking August to the end of the end, to the end of the season. Uh, what was it last year? Um, So he missed out on a lot of appearances. Yeah,
2: Yeah, but he he played a lot of games in 2021, so I would assume that would like kind of help him out.
0: Yeah, so you know, one, one, two, and three are are Parks, and Sands, who are right down the spine of the team. So I mean, that's that's where you want to have your experienced players. So that's a good sign. Um, Santi at number or Malty at four. I don't see. I don't see him getting any more than 71. I can see him maybe getting up to maybe 80 this year, and that would probably be about his cap, uh, about nine, more, nine more appearances this year, um, unless there's injuries. <laughs> uh, and then uh, after Ma- after Malti is Santi at, at five, I think he's going to surpass Mal- uh, Malti this year, so he'll climb up to four. Um, and he shouldn't really con- compete with Sands because him and Sands should be playing every game together. So by the end of the season, it's going to be one, two, three, four with Chino Park, Santi, and Sans. Um, So, yeah, that was a little bit of uh, NYC. Oh, I got one more, though. I got one more. I got one more. 2022 saw NYCFC win 10 home games, the third most in the league. Who were 1 and 2, and how many did they have? How many home wins did number 1 and number 2 in the the league have?
2: Well, obviously, one of them was Philly, because they keep Uh, getting penalties at home. And I would go with LAFC on... Oh, I'd go those two.
0: That is correct. Those are the two correct teams. Uh, But now I need both of you to collectively put your heads together and tell me how many home games they won last year without cheating and Googling it. So NYCFC won 10 home games, and they were the third most. Uh, So who was one and who was two, and how many games did they win at home last year?
2: I'm going to go LAFC with 12.
0: And are they one or two?
1: I was going to say LAFC with 11.
0: Okay, so you guys are both wrong. LaFC won thirteen games at home last year. Mm. Now, do you think that they were the number one or the number two team in in, in home wins?
2: Ooh, I think Philly won. Think true. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Philly fourteen or fifteen.
0: What about you, Buckley?
1: I'm gonna say Philly at fifteen. You guys are both incorrect.
0: Philly was number two, and they won twelve home games. So it was L A F C at thirteen, the Union mm-hmm. just, at twelve. It just felt, it just felt like they gave so many
2: fucking penalties to Gazdag, and he, he just fucking scored every single one of them at home as well. He would always get three a fucking game at home.
1: Penalty merchant.
0: I'm actually looking forward to the uh, the Philadelphia podcast where uh, where Davi has uh, a coronary and an aneurysm simultaneously, talking about Gazdag <laughs> and and uh. And whoever the other fuck is that scores all the goals over there? What the fuck's his name? Uh, Carranza? Caranza. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's um, Argentine, so he gets a pass.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, uh, quickly, I wanted to. Uh, I put. I mean, I put up. A, I put out a tweet letting people know that we were recording. Uh, so I just want to give them a quick shout out. And we can kind of talk about what they said. Blah blah blah. Hold on a second. Um, so we got. Uh, NYC NYC OG, uh, Mr. Bronx Social Football Club himself, uh, OG. Um, he put out a tweet um, responding, saying that he predicts that NYCFC is going to win two to one. Um, I think that that is a healthy scoreline to to predict. Um, but I'm I'm not going to lie, I, I would feel a lot better if uh, if we didn't concede at all, because then that wouldn't uh, make me uh, stress the fuck out. <laughs> Uh, what do, how do you guys feel about his prediction of two one scoreline?
1: Uh, it seems pretty spot on to me. Um, I think I think we'll get we'll 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 get the first goal. I think, and then we may just let our let our foot off the gas a little bit and just maybe have some silly pay uh, silly uh, you know lead up that you know build up that leads to a goal for the other team. I have a feeling that we will give up a, a penalty for whatever reason in this game. I just have a feeling that we're going to be so, a little sloppy and a little discombobulated still, just like maybe some of those like playing first game at home jitters. Um, I have a feeling that, that we will give up a penalty and that's how Miami will score. Um, and then I think that we end up, we end up playing one back late in, late in the game, maybe in like the 70 something minute, 70, so I'm going to say like 75th minute, we end up scoring our second goal. Dobby, how do you think- I'm gonna listen back to this too to, to, to make sure and if my prediction's <laughs> correct I'm gonna play the lottery the next day
0: yeah davi how do you feel about that two one prediction from OG
2: I could see it but uh, I think we'll score more than two goals
0: yeah you think we're, yeah you think we're gonna light this shit on fire you think that you think that Brazilians are gonna
1: just go off
2: of course
1: <laughs> what's your prediction Actually, what's your score line what's your prediction
2: i' I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy I'm
1: gonna go four-one. Cool. Four-one.
2: Oh, that—that's a. Uh... Who's on the Who's on the score sheet? Ma- I'm gonna say. Ma- this is Matias Pellegrini's coming out party. Oh shit! He scores two goals against his former club. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. We make him. We make. We make Miami regret their decision that's... of cutting Pellegrini. So you know what? That's... And he scores two goals against us. That's kind and of. Then, and then. Yeah, go ahead. That's
0: kind of, that's kinda of why I have Pellegrini in my starting eleven because I feel like NYCFC the, the, uh, didn't they they rolled him out against Miami in the in the uh in the playoff game, right? At the very end. Yeah, he
2: got yep. yeah, he got thirty fucking seconds. He got that corner kicking in the <laughs> yeah, final. So support. that
0: that's like that's yeah. like, that's like David Lee and uh and Brad Sims's way of like saying hold my dick <laughs> Just rolling, <laughs> rolling him out on the field. <laughs> like, Fuck you.
1: Bring him out of the list, yeah. <laughs> I do touch the ball, and then the ref blows the whistle. <laughs> uh,
0: so you,
2: wait, I'm, uh, I'm also I'm also going to go with uh, Pereira and Talos Magno goal.
0: Pereira, Talis, Talis would Mag- love to see it. So you so you got Pellegrini with a brace, and you got Talos and Pereira putting in one each. Yeah. Now do you have, do you have Santi going nuts and getting like three four assists or what?
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say Santi Santi gets unlucky and doesn't get on the score sheet this this game
0: but he
1: racks up assists like it's his job right
2: yeah uh, yeah, he'll probably get two
1: All right. uh, I think he get a James James Sands assist too in there
0: I'm gonna go I'm gonna say I'm gonna go 3-1 3-1 Um, I think that their goal scorer is either going to be Rodolfo Pizarro or Joseph Martinez. And I think our goal scorers are going to be Talis. Joseph
2: Martinez on goal. (laughs)
0: Talis, (laughs) GP, and... Keaton Parks,
1: Big Bird. Yeah, and
0: and I th- and, and I th- I feel like part of the reason why I'm, why I'm predicting that is I just, I want to see his his stupid little bunny hop dance um after he scores a goal. You know what he does where he puts his hands up and he kind of just like hops around. Yeah. And... <laughs> I want to see that goal celebration on opening day in the rain. Um yeah, so I'm going three one. Uh, what what do you uh, Buckley? Did you give us prediction yet? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah was. I think I was sticking with the two one. Um, I think, the, uh, first goal, I want to say, comes from Tallis, and I think we give up a stupid penalty, and that's how Miami gets theirs, and I think I want to say that, uh, we end up pulling pulling one back late. Um, we're not pulling one back, I think we, we, just, we end up taking the lead late, and I'm gonna say it's, uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, with a Santi goal.
0: Santi goal. Santi is not known for his goal scoring, um... No, he did score a nice one last season where he did like some little little nifty dribbling and then just tapped around the goalie. But I mean, I just have I I think he
2: only had I think he only had three all season.
0: I've I've way too much PTSD of him just like shooting from outside the 18 or near the top of the 18 and it going just wildly wide and above the net, like just nowhere in the same even in the same zip code or (laughs) area code as the goal. Um, so just way too much PTSD from him just being like the worst shooter in the world. Um.
1: Oh, man. and the penalty taker for Miami is is it going to be Joseph Martinez. Yeah, that's how they're going to let him get on get on the score sheet. Open up his account for Port Lauderdale CF. <laughs> uh,
0: so the last Twitter comment that we have is from none other than. So he's changed his Twitter name. It used to be Scotty Collins. Now it's Scotty Magno. Scott um, Scotty um, is a prominent member of the of NYCFC Twitter. Um, you can catch him at Yankee Tavern pregame. I think that's where he goes anyway. Um, so he said, good, that's Robbie. "He said good vibes, good drinks." Uh, he si- "Oh, he sits in um, he sits in world famous, uh, world famous two thirty four. That's the section. He sits in. Those guys are cool over in that section. They they have like themed nights where they or themed uh, uh, games where they wear like uh, Hawaiian shirts and dressing up like this and that. I guess he said Bieber at sixty nine. They, they they sing uh, uh I think they sing Bieber Song. They sing for, "Love Yourself." Yeah, "Love Yourself." At at sixty nine minutes, um, and he predicted that. Uh, <laughs> these are his, his exact words: "Tall ass mango, <laughs> tall ass mango with a brace." <laughs> uh, so he's he's that's score prediction. He doesn't have a prediction. He just he, he just says good vibes, good drinks. Bieber at sixty nine, tall ass mango with a brace. <laughs> Um, I'm assuming we win then. So I mean, I I, I, mean, I guess since he didn't he say anything about that, I, I, I guess he means 2-0, two two win, um, with tall with tall ass mango uh, getting a brace, which would be which would do great wonders for his confidence, um, but would also uh, uh, feed into the, feed into the narrative that uh, Talis can uh, function as a nine, which I think uh, the majority of NYCFC nation. Uh, does not believe at this point based on what we've seen from him through how many games has Tallis played? 65. So through 65 games, um, I don't think that he's displayed the skill set needed to succeed as a 9. I think that he um, can play winger. Um, but I'll, I mean, this this might be a, a flaming hot shit take, but I firmly believe that Tallis dribbles too much. He does too much with the ball. He I understand he has that Brazilian flair and swag, but I feel like he's out there trying to make an, trying to make an and one mixtape highlight film uh, to to put to post on the Instagram after the game about him nutmegging somebody or making someone look stupid. Um, when all I really care about is him putting the round thing in the fucking rectangle. Um, so I feel like he he tries to dribble too much and do too much and take on too many players and just try to just beat players on the dribble for no fucking reason when I'd rather the ball do the work and just pass the ball to somebody and then move the ball up the field um so that might be a flaming hot shit take but that's what I think I I think that he dribbles a little bit too much and he can play a little bit simpler at times um I had the same exact critique of Santi Santiago Rodriguez um I think that he dribbles too much he doesn't do so much of the flare stuff he just tries to take on too many players and ends up getting the ball taken from him um he seeds the ball in possession a lot um so as long as we maintain possession and don't dribble too much and get the ball stolen i think that will be successful um i think we'll i think, I
2: think also ta- Talis is like his passing and his shooting it's just like the power's just not there he just wants to like calmly like roll it in like with like barely any power in it or any effort It's like like the like the power is just not there and his passes are shooting
0: yeah i, I can see that um i mean ho- hopefully he brings his shooting boots uh to uh to the game this weekend. Have you guys noticed that there, that the hasn't really put out any content this week for pra- from practice? I mean, I know it's only Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday, but I feel like I, I feel like they, by now they've usually put out like some type of, of of short video of them doing something in training. And I feel like we haven't gotten.
1: Yeah, I think there was like a yeah, no videos. I mean, I saw. I think they posted what was it this morning? Like a keys to the match. Yeah. Um. Sort of like sort of pre details, but. I don't know. They, if they, post, post, they posted uh, some like
2: home openers, like top five home opener moments.
1: I know, but like like yeah. selfishly, I'm trying to do
0: some like fucking Instagram investigative work over here, trying to see like is Alfredo Morales practicing? Like is he like if he's because he's practicing? That means that that might have all signs pointing towards him making his uh, season uh, debut um, uh, this weekend. Uh, like selfishly, uh, and also like is Tavon Gray practicing? Like is that knock... Going to make it so that he can get back in the lineup. Not that I want him in the lineup because I think that Alenik is a is a better option as an attacking fullback. Um, if, but if we play a back three, uh, actually no, fuck that. That's not going to work. Because if we play
1: a back, I'm three, more so interested in uh, in the video of, of what's going to be happening with this with this so called like announcement. I don't even know what. Hey, we're we're probably all going to get. We're all, probably all getting hyped up for nothing. To be honest, they're probably going to be delivering a jersey, like you said, to like mayor or. Like, uh, yeah, Francisco Moya or. Or one of yeah, our 1,200
0: stadium sponsors for concrete yeah.
1: and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I, I'm actually more interested to see that. I can care less about, like, the practice stuff, and that, that'll take a side, uh, sidebar until we see what, what the club is up to. Um, we know that obviously the Ledesma thing is is, is done, so. Oh, it's pretty much done at this point, yeah. Um,. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. It's probably just going to be a silly announcement. We're just getting excited over nothing. But now I'm going to be opening my phone and constantly refreshing all day tomorrow. Yeah. And they're doing also, it. a little bit of a uh, side note: Did we talk about the uh, the outfield article that uh, that soup posted? About, uh
0: no, we didn't talk about it. I mean, kicking. I um, I read over it briefly, but I read over it because I think. I think i think i clicked on sanchez's twitter and he, he had put in a comment or in like in his twitter saying that there was a uh, a change to the a change to the um like the, the design plans um or the shape or, or something but he he'd said that in the comment but then i clicked in the article and i was trying to like kind of skim read it through it just to see what like where the important shit was um but i didn't really i didn't really see it say anywhere like oh something's changed so like has, has something changed like to the
1: design or something Hmm. Yeah. No, so, I mean, from what I've gathered is that the design isn't even... There haven't been any bids on on the design. I think, like, a lot of the drawings and renderings we've been seeing is just very generic stuff, like...
0: Conjecture? You know, uh,
1: generic Stadium A, and they just, like, copy and paste it in here. So, from just kind of, like, from what I've I've gathered, it's more so laying out the Phase 2 development. Um, One of the things I did notice compared to the... Those initial renderings that came out once when, when the announcement came, it looked like this stadium in in those first renderings back when we when we announced was going to be going from east to west. Um, and now, looking at the new renderings that came out and for the Willits Point the Phase Two development draft scope of work, the stadium is is um, looks like it's facing north to south. So maybe that's one of the things that. That they were talking about, so I don't, I, don't I, 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 think that that's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed. So as, as opposed to the stadium from, you know, being east to west, it's actually facing north to south now.
0: Oh, and that that probably has implications about like sun and stuff like that,
1: shading. It it could it could very well yeah um, I'm trying to look at uh, yeah I'm looking at City Field. To the left of it here directly, so uh, home home plate at City Field is in the bottom left of this the rendering, and I would say, um, you know, that's where one of our corner flags would be in the bottom left of, of the way the stadium is now situated. Uh-huh. So it's almost like uh, both of the stadiums are are, are north to south uh, for the most part facing now. Nice. I don't know if that made for more room for something else that they're planning on doing. I didn't really look t- at any of the other, like, the residential pieces that were going to be in the Phase 2. I don't know if they added or removed something there. But they now have a little bit more labeling on the streets. So, like, the streets separating City Field and the stadium for Seaver Way. Um, one of the things I noticed is on the north side of the stadium on 35th Avenue, they've ha- they have this labeled as the retail street um so i assume that that's probably gonna where where we're gonna see you know some bars some some restaurants stuff like that from just from what i'm looking at there doesn't seem to be really too many buildings on that street so i don't know what we're going to be looking at in terms of you know retail or yeah you
0: know. that's the thing that frustrates me most about like us picking up and moving our stadium to uh a different borough to queens because like by the time that stadium is built, will um NYCFC will have played like thirteen seasons, right? Am I right? Something like that, yeah, like yeah. twelve, like twelve thirteen seasons worth of games. At, yeah, at, r- around that number. So like that's twelve thirteen seasons of ingrained tradition of going to like stands and Billy's and and Yankee Tavern, Yankee Tavern and. Uh, what's uh, yeah. the dugout like and like walking down River Rap. like that's tw- that's 12, 13 seasons of that type of tradition. And then now, like once the stadium gets built, it's like starting back at ground zero of like creating new like having to create new traditions. And that's like, yeah.
1: well, if you think about it, we're building a new a whole new city, really like a new a whole new neighborhood.
0: Yeah, so I, but I, I don't, so I don't want make... our old traditions to get like just to fall by the wayside. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. But. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. it's I mean, we 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 basically confirmed that Queens is going to be our new home. So I understand but that. It's, but I just, as like, as unfortunate as it is, it's probably going to die. Like like going to all those places, but I, I'm pretty sure uh, tailgating and like the the fans will find something out. To, no, like to do what I'm saying is, I
0: I hope that I hope that places like maybe a place like. Like stands or Billy's or the dugout or, or, or whatever. Like maybe they they open up open, and open up open up a new bar, a new, a new a, like a, a new bar, name it the same thing and have it near the stadium because because it, it, that although it won't be the same place, it'll be like the carrying on of the tradition. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I'm always at yeah. Yankee Tavern pregame um, since for the past since twenty, you know, fifteen. That's where I've always been with the, the BX crew there. Bronx, But obviously they can't they can't replicate Yankee Tavern and put it right next to Citi Field. Yeah, and then what's going
0: to happen to the Bronx Social Group? Are They going to change the name to the Queens Social Group? Like what's going to happen
1: here? No, we're keeping we're keeping it the same. We're gonna we're gonna keep keep it it? with with the roots. We know where we started. Um. Yeah. It's 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 going to stay the same. No roots. All right. So we
0: have. uh, So we have
1: the the. the, uh, Development looks interesting, so I'm excited to, to hear more. I know that we're the ULURP, or the ULIP process is going to take 12 to, what was it, 12 to 18 months. So I'm hoping you can, yeah, can yeah, get totally through. 18. Hoping we can push it through faster than so that, we, but we'll see.
0: We have Mr. Jonathan Densa tweeting out that, uh, he pretty much retweeted the uh, pizza box tweet video, saying, uh, just like LAFC doing the hat and shipping thing, is this how we're announcing roster signings now?
2: I would and hope so. so. I would
1: love to see a player come, you know, a player hopping off the uh, the the four train or or the D train, right, and just like walking out in front of the stadium. No. But again, they, I about- feel like if there was something player, I feel like we would have heard rumblings. Like yeah. we, NYCFC is usually, you know, we, we they keep things pretty close, but the leaks do get out there. And like, I don't think we've ever signed a player and been completely surprised. Like, wow, we didn't hear about this before. We had yeah. no clue, right? Um, so I haven't seen any rumblings about us signing anybody else. I know that the Brad Sims interview, um, you know, when he was out with the with the media last week or what was it, the week before, talking about we'll have players coming in the days, weeks, and months. I think the days we already had figured out with, with James Sands and Santi Rodriguez coming back and, you know, maybe the weeks and the months. But I don't know. I'm just – I don't want to get too excited because, like, I just feel like if it was a player, we would have heard at least some – yeah, you know, some half half truth or you know some rumor to, to it on there. So,
0: oh shit, hold on. So for me being a big NYCFC history guy, I didn't I didn't even know this, but um, Eric Stekus, E Stekus on Twitter, tweeted that um eight years ago today, mixed Diskerud scored the first goal in NYCFC history. Just think about how far this team has come. That's pretty. So th- th- that was tweeted an hour ago. So today, uh, eight years ago today. Uh, Mix Disgrude scored the first goal in NYCFC history. So today is our goal anniversary. <laughs> is that correct? Yeah. It's our goal anniversary. He's also playing, uh, yeah. too, I think, right? Yeah. Mix is playing yeah, for, po- Cyprus. for Pomo- He's playing for the same team that Ismail Tajiri is playing for, believe it or not. Two, two he, former he pigeons. He played against Miami
2: in the Europa League.
0: Two former pigeons out <laughs> in uh, Cyprus doing their thing. Uh, for. I think it's for like Pomonia, Amania, or something. <laughs> it's some, some weird. Ammonia, uh, uh, ammonia, ammonia. I don't know something like that. Some weird name, uh, but Mix and did, actually, so Mix and Izzy weren't teammates for NYCC though, right? I don't think they were because Mix never Mix left never. after year mm-hmm. two, I think, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and then Izzy didn't come until about year five or something like that. Um, he fell off so
1: hard, four. Mix. We were, I was so hyped when we signed him. I was like, oh, like USMNT prodigy. He's like on the up and up. And he just
2: the OG number ten. He just
1: kind of shit the bed once he came here.
0: Yeah, I can't. I, I still, still like, some of those
1: things that that me, at like the club signings and things like that. Like Matriza, what is what is Matriza up to nowadays? Anyway, too, like, said, that was I kind think, of like a weird weird saga.
0: I think he's playing in the Saudi League. He's still on our roster as a DP. Like, our, does that DP count against us? Him still being on the roster, even though he's no, a, I don't think he's so. Technically loaned out, but I think
2: no. No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, it was a weird piece of business.
0: All right. So um, I guess we can end this by just uh, – so are, are we all going to be at the uh, at the match this
1: weekend? Yeah. All right. So I'm oh, excited. I'm, I'm uh, starting my day with a nice Upper East Side – Upper East Side pregame. I'm going to take the take the train into Grand Central now, so that should be interesting from Long Island. Check out the new, new Grand Central Madison that I've been hearing all about on the news. Going to start with some, some pints of Guinness and Hendricksons and probably make it up to the Bronx around, like, 5 o'clock. So I'm going to have a long day Saturday and a long evening. And it's Saturday night, I'm going to go out after the game. Unless we lose miserably, then I just want to just... Get the fuck out of there and go home. Don't even have any interest in. It's like, oh, you want to get a drink after the game? I'm like, nah. I'm like, I'll be pissed off on the train ride home.
0: <laughs> so I will be in section two. I want to say two twenty six or two twenty seven. I forget where I bought my ticket. Um, but I will be. Um, I'm going to a uh, an exclusive event at the stadium with Third Rail before the match. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it, but. It's pretty much the the club is making it up to us for having such a shitty, uh, shitty experience uh, at the um, at the jersey reveal for the third rail members who were able to go. Um, so they're they're uh, doing a little something for us uh, before the match uh, at the stadium, but after that, um, I'll probably head over to Yankee Tavern to have uh, a beer with uh, whoever's over there, um, and then uh, and then get ready for the uh, the the damp march. Down River Ave and head into the stadium to get uh, a beanie, um, and then after Maybe the truth. after the match, I mean, t- typically after a match, if we win, sometimes people get kind of crazy outside on River Ave. If we lose, then everyone just disperses and goes back home. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, um, I just I, I miss being around my people, the, the fans uh, at Yankee Stadium, being there week in week out um the atmosphere. I mean, as much as people talk about um Yankee Stadium not being conducive to soccer, I mean I, I've I've grown uh fond and accustomed of, of, of the going to the stadium and being there. Um just walking around seeing familiar faces, uh being a part of the 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 tribe of, of people chanting and singing. Um I like I like I don't like being a part of the uh, supporter section because at the um at my age it's not very comfortable to stand for the entire match and or to sit on some uncomfortable bleachers. Um, but I do enjoy watching all the shenanigans going on over there in the beer showers after a goal scored. I think it's it's fun to watch, but not fun to be a part of. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to just being back around NYCFC fans. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that if we get a chance, we can uh, link up and either grab a beer pregame or, or, or catch up at halftime or something, but we'll definitely have to uh, have to hang out uh, at the game for a couple minutes if we can find each other.
1: I will be at Yankee Tavern right, well, pre-match,
0: nice. so. I'll meet you there. I'm, we'll I'm, you. I'm the guy with the big beard. So, <laughs> Davy, where are you sitting? Are you sitting close to me? You're in 220 something next to me.
2: What section you in?
0: I think I'm in 227A or 226 or something like that.
2: I'll be in 226. I'll be under covers, so I won't. I won't be affected by the rain.
0: I need I need that uh, I need that midfield coach's view. I can't I can't sit anywhere in the midfield. I can't I can't sit behind the goal or something. I got to be at half field. It
2: says ticket ticket will be ready in twenty hours, twenty seven minutes, and thirty seconds. So <laughs> I'm excited. All right, let
0: me just. I guess I could just pull it up on my phone and see where I'm sitting. Real quick.
1: Two more work days to get through. <laughs> it's always exciting when you have. It's always exciting when you have a. Uh, when you have a home match coming up, but I feel like I just, I look forward the whole week to just like going there. i my like, Can the days days, goodbye, one. any quicker.
0: Yeah. I Especially am, the first one. I, I have like an all-time yeah. low of, of I'm like at school, like it, I just had the kids doing busy work because I can't even function. All I'm thinking about is the game. But, uh, I'm in 227A, Davi, so. Nice. I'm close to midfield. You're right, you're like a section or two to the left of me. I'm sure we'll link up and grab a beer or something, and, uh, I'm in row six, but best believe if it's raining, I'm moving up to fucking row 11 or 12 where the cover is, so, so, yeah, so, um,
1: We're in people row down so. there with their ponchos,
0: well, getting I, their I still, neck massages. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know about, about good or bad juju or not, but, um, I have my, uh, I still have my poncho that I was given in Portland, uh, at the MLS Cup final, I still have that poncho. I don't think I'm ready to whip that out yet for match day number one of the season because I'm pretty superstitious. But, but I still have that handy.
1: I just got my fingers crossed that the rain stops. <clears throat> I'm hoping. I don't. I, I think it's going to be like a. They're saying like a morning afternoon thing. I think by the time night night time rolls around, because 7:30 kick. I think I'm hoping well, it'll be uh be clearing out. So, yeah, I'll just sure. add to the uh, the overall. Uh, you know excitement maybe some of those last minute fans sitting in their apartment say oh you know maybe we'll just take the trek to the stadium and yeah you know, maybe it'll just help drive the crowd up a little bit
0: yeah i'm for sure wearing my tims because uh, i'm not trying to get my feet wet and shit but i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna save my uh, i'm gonna start wearing my adidas nycfc shoes but only only during uh, appropriate weather games where those shoes aren't going to get wet. the one thing i want to leave you guys with i tweeted out earlier from my main account um, did you guys see that, uh, Gideon Zalalem played in a match this week for his new team and his new team lost 13 to zero.
2: Oh yeah. That's, that, that stays old. I, I saw that a while ago. yeah,
0: Thir- Okay. Well, it's not breaking news. It didn't, the game didn't end 17 seconds ago, but it, the game was this week. It's not old news. 13 to zero. They lost. I went back and watched the YouTube highlights. It is fucking comical to watch a team concede thirteen goals after about eight. The team, the team that Zalalan plays for, stopped fucking caring. The goalkeeper for, for his team got, on, on FOTMAB. I'm surprised he didn't stop after four. <laughs> the the goalkeeper on Mob got a zero point four rating. Zalala's <laughs> goalkeeper oh my zero point four. <laughs> The center back, one of the center backs, got a four point nine. Zalalem was the highest-rated player on his team with a seven point seven, <laughs> and they lost thirteen to zero. The score was seven zero at halftime. The score was seven zero at halftime. Oh. And it's, like, it's. Like, I'm you-
2: surprised. I'm surprised they they didn't stop caring after like four or five.
0: You watch the highlight, and after like,
1: is there a mercy rule? Like, I don't even know if I is guess, there a mercy rule in soccer. Just give up. I guess. No, I don't, I don't think so.
0: But you you watch the highlights, and after the goal scored, like the entire defense is like like throwing their hands up in the air, saying like, "What the fuck? Is, what are we doing? Like, what is going on? Why are they like?" The guys just keep scoring. Like they just they scored at will. The goalkeeper was historically bad. If if you wanna if you if you're feeling in, in a down mood this week. I posted the link in my, in my on my main to the YouTube go go watch the highlights of this game and watch the goalkeepers attempts to save these shots I don't know how these guys are professional these shots were not that good. Uh, and he, then they just went in. And I, I if it, So if you're a defender on that team, like, do you go up and, like, do you just fucking, like, punch their goalkeeper in the throat? Like, I don't... Like, like say, like, like get the fuck off the... And, and if you're a manager, how do you not sub the keeper off? Like, I don't, I don't understand how the keeper played the
1: whole game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking waffle stop him after the game. <laughs> I don't
1: understand. But, so yeah, like, Jason, that's like Jason Kreis tactics right there. Oh, my
0: God. It's so bad. And, 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 that, and like, you think, like, okay, 13-0, like... Uh, Zalalem's team had like a couple shots, a couple good shots on frame. They just can't, they just couldn't score. But to like just to concede thirteen times, like I was thinking back when watching that game. I was thinking back. I was um, were any of you were any of you guys at the Red Wedding, like personally in the stadium? No. Yes. I wasn't. I wasn't. So I was in. I was in the stadium. Buckley's in the stadium. Uh, Dobby wasn't. I was. I was like. I was thinking of going. I was thinking what, what, of going, but now, thankfully I was didn't of, Like I would never like. I'm not suicidal right but like there, like after like the third the fourth and the fifth goal and then the sixth and the seventh goal um i uh i really like I, I i like the thought started creeping in my mind to to launch myself off of the uh off the awning like to, like i was like this i can't i can't with this i can't, I can't I, it, it was like i
1: stopped watching at some point i just started going we just we're going back uh because behind our section in 234 they used to have now that they now they have the like a little porch that sticks out that they built there now we had like a little beer cart um directly behind us so it made it easy but now directly to the right of our section so in like two was it 235 236 area there's a little overhang that now sticks out there and there's like a nice bar there's actually like liquor there oh. as well as beer um but we had we had the, the luxury of having the beer cart right in the back so we just uh, our whole, I think, you know, our, most of us kind of just were like, all right, we're just gonna just keep drinking until the ninetieth minute, and then call it a day. Yeah,
0: that was that was that was like torture having to sit there and watch the game, and it was just like that's yeah. all they
1: have though. The, the seven, the seven zero cup. Like, congrats, fucking yeah. losers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the further the further that we get away from it, the less that it's uh, the less that it's even it even matters about anything. They can.
1: I. I went on Apple TV the the first fucking week, and it's like we could see like the club previews, classic matches. Like one of the first things that was in there under like classic matches, it's like the Red Wedding. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" it's just like one of the first things I saw. Yeah. So
0: that's because I mean, yeah. at this point, so, at, I mean, at this point, the the two biggest matches that that Red Bull has played in is is the Red Wedding and losing, uh, losing MLS Cup as a Western Conference, uh.
2: Representative, can't great. even win the East. Those are the, those
0: are the two biggest matches they played in their in their in their lives: is, is red wedding and Western Conference representative in the MLS Cup. Uh, all right, so I think that I think that uh, I think that, um, that we've done a pretty good job of previewing and bullshitting. Uh, I think this is a good a good place to stop. Uh, Buckley, uh, thank you so much for coming on for a second time. And uh, and I'm looking at the uh, recording. We are good. This is the two hours that we've been chit chatting has been recorded. We are good to go. Um, you are officially on the books as an official guest of Beyond the Smokestacks. Um, where do you tweet? Awesome where, do you, where, do you, where do you Where do you tweet out of? Where can they find? Where can we find your hot takes?
1: Yeah, yeah. You can find me. I'm always always tweeting uh, everything NYCFC related. You can find me at Buckley. It's B U C K L three Y. So that's that's where you can hit me up on Twitter. Feel free to give me a follow. I'll give you a follow back, and we can. Uh, we can chat all things on my CFC and uh, beyond that. So, yeah, Davi,
0: where do you tweet out of?
2: Uh, at that boy Davi. Uh, just excited to finally be back at Yankee Stadium watching a game. Uh, yes, Hopefully we win.
0: Yes, sir. And you can find me, Coach Joe, at Coach Joe. The O is a zero. And that also is the amount of MLS Cups that Red Bull has won. Fuck you. Um, and... Oh. That is episode 10 of Beyond the Smokestacks. We will see you guys at Yankee Stadium this Saturday. Home opener. Let's fucking go. And as always, New York is blue.